Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on a Thursday, an opening day, in fact. We are live at Ballpark Village inside the Budweiser Brew House with Andrew Marsh. And Jamie Rivers, Stoltz, appreciate everybody joining us in the Fast Lane. 2 o'clock, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. The, I, I don't know what number of opening day this is for me, but it, it never loses its luster. And on a day like this, guys, where the weather is absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. sun is shining, it's a little warmer than it normally is at this time of year in St. Louis, it, this day cannot be, cannot be beat. It's incredible. I mean, look at when you uh, when you look outside right now from our viewpoint here at the Budweiser Brew House, it's a sea of people wearing Cardinals T-shirts and hats and uniforms. It's awesome. And last year was cold. The year before was raining, yeah. and then there was pandemic. This thing called a pandemic. Anthony, I don't that know if you remember sucked. that. Uh, I uh, vaguely. But it sucked. It sucked so bad. And uh, so it's nice. It's the beautiful weather bringing everybody out for the game today. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Our guys are here, I too. know. I saw that. So the group of guys that – almost every year, I think, they've taken a picture with us on ball, on, uh, on opening, opening day. Opening day, yeah. So it's been great. But, you know, optimism, I think, too, is, is in the air. I mean, th- this is a Cardinals team that should contend. Oh, World Series or bust, Anthony. World That's Series or bust. That's it. how we look at it. You know Absolutely. what? We're undefeated here so far this year, and uh, I plan on doing damage. Off to a good start. Yeah. I looked at the lineup today, and I was like, man. It's a pretty what? serious lineup. The more I look at them, like, this team's really good. Like, they have they have a chance to, to do some serious damage this year. It's kind of nice, too, to face a team in Toronto that is expected – I think I think the, a lot of a lot of predictions I'm seeing they they have Toronto winning the AL East. Oh yeah! So to get them That's right out of the gate, Alec Manoa on yep. the hill. He he's the guy. He's their ace. And uh, I mean to 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 have this be the opponent right away, as opposed to I mean, it's always nice to beat up on the Reds or the the Pirates, mm-hmm. but to come out of the gates interleague, an opponent that that we're really not used to, and an opponent that is. A legit World Series contender, despite being bowed out of the first round last year in the postseason, that, that I think it makes it that much more exciting. Well, and the Cardinals too are, are the underdog here today. Yeah, slight dog no, on the money line. I mean, I'm not even looking at that. I mean, look at the Blue Jay is a big bird. Okay. Oh, you're talking a bird on bird crime. Bird on bird. I mean, if you're into that, but the Blue Jay is much bigger than the Cardinal. However. They only have one Blue Jay on their uniform. We got two birds on the bat. That's true. With a bat, and they're willing to use it. It's huge. 
Yeah. So I, I'm all in on the Cardinals. If Marsh was doing a baseball prediction thing like he did for yeah. the NCAA tournament mm. where he at first did the mascot challenge. Was that, was that opening round mascot challenge? Yeah. Well, actually, it was uh, It was quite the uh, – um, you know, comprehensive breakdown of <laughs> each round, but it started off with uh, who had the cooler name. Ah, okay. Cardinals you... cooler name, Cardinals cooler logo, right? Cardinals cooler colors. So that's how you would advance. You would have Absolutely. advanced the Cardinals to the. And to then, round as two. you know, you got down the down the lineup in terms of the rounds. You know, it actually became about who's better than than who. Clearly, that doesn't matter. Uh, with the NCAA bracket, but that does matter today, Jamie. Okay, so do you like the Cardinals uniform more than the Blue Jays uniform? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just trying to figure out what we're doing here. I want to know where your allegiance lies to today it. because today's a huge day to I'm, decide whether or not Jamie Rivers is all in on this city. You're, you know what? You're 100% right, Marshy. Had you asked me this question three years ago, yeah, I would have been torn. Wow. Ooh. Three years ago. Now, it's not even a question. Two birds on the bat, baby. Screw you, Blue Jays. Wow. So wow. basically a Head big... back to your country with a dollar that's not worth as much as ours. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. He said go back to your country. Wow. That's his country. That's that is his country. Not anymore, Holy Anthony. This is, this this is, is my, my country. country. <laughs> you know what? He saw he saw what the United States did to uh, Canada a few weeks ago. Yeah, said, he goes, I'm out. You know what? Out. I think I'm done. Yeah. He said, I'm out. No, I will say this. Though. I grew up. Um, watching the Expos and the Blue Jays. The Expos, obviously, no longer around. That was, that was really your team, though, right? Yeah, the Expos, Tim Raines, Andre Dawson. I mean, they had some Gary Carter, some serious players growing up. Pedro. But then in the 90s, the Blue Jays go back-to-back -back World Series. I'm playing junior hockey way up north in Sudbury, Ontario. It was unbelievable. I'll never forget, we finished a game, and we, we ended up at this bar called Wet Willies. Not what you think, Anthony. Uh, it was like a uh, surfing-type bar. By the way... Sudbury, Ontario, covered in snow for 10 months a year, but we had a surfing bar called Wet Willie's. Yeah, Sudbury did. Saturday nights. The old Sudbury Saturday yeah. night. Mm. Yep, you get out there and, uh, yeah. So, but at the bar after, and that's the night Joe Carter hits the massive bomb. Oh, for wow. It. it was unbelievable. I'll never forget it. Um, but, yeah, forget them now. You know what that Canadian moonshine does to Marshy? What does it do, Anthony? Well, that's the that's line. Joe Carter, the big game. Oh, yeah. Canadian moonshine. I thought you were saying that I was drinking moonshine today. That Canadian moonshine. Not yet. It would be a good way to celebrate opening day. You know what they though. say, yes, hey, Marcy, make a rabbit fight a bear. Mm -hmm. Who says that? The Canadian people who make moonshine. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. Absolutely. So, 310, Cardinals, Blue Jays. Again, we're live at the Budweiser Brewhouse inside Ballpark Village. If you want to stop by, say hello. Fantastic. If you're listening. We've already seen somebody hold up the app, the 101 ESPN app. They're listening inside the bar. We, we definitely appreciate you. Here's your lineup. You guys ready for the lineup? I'm ready. Didn't have an opportunity to play the lineup game, obviously, because the lineup came out before we came on air. I did not hear BK and Ferrari. Did they do the lineup? They did do it. Yeah, uh, of course they, they did. Did they, did they copyright um, it at least? Probably. Uh, no, they stole everything, literally. Uh, but they did say that they didn't think the fast lane would be upset because it came out so early. And by the time we get on the air, like, we really can't pretend not to know the line. No. Mm -hmm. Copyright still would have been nice. Copyright would have been nice. But nothing's going to ruin this day. That's how BK rolls. You that's know? how BK rolls. No exactly. copyright at all. See ya. Have you guys noticed BK's Cold shoulder from old T-Bone over there. Okay, T-Bone. Did you notice that uh, BK's rocking the glasses now? Yeah, he is. And they're not even prescription. No. By the way. I don't even think there's any lenses There's in nothing there. in there. T but what happened is nice the mustache today. fell off of the kit. That makes sense. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. All right, here's your lineup today for the Cardinals against the Blue Jays. Brendan Donovan leading off playing second base. 
Lars Taylor Tatsui Newpar, he's in left field and he's batting second. Paul Goldschmidt is batting third, playing first. Nolan Arnado is the best I could do with a microphone. You gotta, yeah. you gotta lift it up. Nolan Arnado! He's playing third, he's your cleanup hitter. Wilson Contreras, our first look at Wilson Contreras in a Cardinals uniform for a regular season game. He's behind the dish, he'll bat fifth. Hitting six and playing center field, Tyler O'Neill. Broneal. The DH today is going to be Nolan Gorman, and he's hitting seventh. The kid, Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker making his major league debut tonight. He's going to bat eighth. He's going to play right field. And Tommy Edmond is your shortstop. He's batting ninth. Miles Michaelis on the bump. Anthony, if Alec Manoa is not on his game here, this could get ugly early. Look at that lineup. Honestly, look at that lineup. That lineup potentially all but maybe two guys can get to 20 home runs. I, think, I, I don't disagree I think with that. Tommy Edmond can, could get to 20 home runs or more, could. I don't think Brendan Donovan would be a guy that has the pop to get there. But find me another guy in that lineup that can't get to 20 home runs. Minimum. Might, I'll tell you what, Donovan may hit 15 this year. What was our over-under for that? Was it 13 and a half? It may have been. For it what? For Brendan Donovan home yeah. runs. 13? 13 and a 13 half. 13 and a half, maybe. Oh, he had five gonna, last yeah. year. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a 15. That's a big jump. I don't even, but here's the problem, Anthony. I don't want him focused on that. With the shift being limited this year and with his speed and the way he digs in the batter's box, just make contact, dude. Just get on base. Give me the OBP and I'll be fine. Especially when he's batting at the top of the lineup. Just get on base because we've got absolute mutants lined up behind you to cash you in. So I don't want, I don't want Brendan Donovan. Pulling the old Harrison Bader, looking to tickle the seats every freaking time. Don't right. do that. Put the ball in play, get yes. on base. 100%. Set, set the table. Something else to kind of keep an eye on, Alec Manolo, of course, is the Blue Jays' ace. He pitched last Friday night. Is his he last... an ace? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's an ace. I just wanted to know, Anthony. He's not like their ace. That's like, what oh, I wanted to know. our ace. No. Okay. I, right. He's an all-star. Yeah, he's, he's an ace. He was... Terrific last Friday night. He pitched in the Grapefruit League. But here's something just, you know, you're going you're gonna to go nerd ball a little bit here. His velocity, fastball, and the sinker down two miles per hour where, from where it was last year. That was in the spring this year. That baffles me so much. Fastball, fastball ticking down, slider ticking down. Not good. Not good. Not great. Not great. So if you want, <laughs> want a little something to pay attention to today. Yeah. As the Cardinals jump, jump him. Guys, the text line wants us to play the first home run game. We can still do that. Or we pick a horse. I don't know. We still got till three ten. Maybe we'll let it marinate. Yeah, but for a no. But bit. if we establish it now, we can do a little research. You guys can, you know, I can I do agree. my studying and pick up on you know what the wind is outside right sure. now. Humidity. We're gonna lose Jamie for thirty minutes as he studies <laughs> the way the ball is uh, jumping off the bat at Bush Stadium. Speaking I'm always, I'm always intrigued by. By the balls. Of course. Speaking of statistics, we had a texter text us in. This was like a week or two ago, but I saved it because I knew we'd be talking about it today. And this was a huge topic of discussion last year from the 314. The distance from Ballpark Village to Bush Stadium is literally the width of a two-lane street. The 636 chimed in, 49.2 feet. Okay, but wait. Feet, like, it's, it's more than it's more than on. just the two the two lanes. I think it's more than two lanes, but when you get to 49 point, 49 and a half feet? 49.2. Okay, one, I don't know how we get to the point two, but it doesn't matter. So 
is it that person's foot or did they take somebody who has a size 12 shoe and have them map it out? I think it was from Google, the old Google machine. I, we need somebody um, that has a size 12 shoe mm -hmm. to come down here and walk from the doorway to the wall over there and count. Now, it might be somewhat of a field sobriety test based upon the crowd that I've seen out here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, we're not here to judge Heel the to toe. Heel to toe, sir. We don't, <laughs> so we I don't hear. judge. Well, as we, were, we, we took a photo outside before the show, and as we were, we were coming back in, uh, the security team here doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. The woman, the security guard, says, whoa, 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 we, guys, we can't let you guys back in until, you know, we do the security scan there. And Jamie, he knew right away to assume the position. Mm -hmm. He knew. <laughs> He knew what was Heck, going on. Heck, I handed her rubber gloves. Yeah. I was like, here you go. I, I know how this works. And she said, no, sir. It's not that sort of test. I was like, damn it. Then she Jamie let us was in. Upset. She was horrified and let us in. Yep, a little bit. Interesting. It's opening cold day. Cold beer here, though, Anthony. Yeah, Darren Wright, it's got cold beer here. Yep. Budweiser Brewhouse, that's where we're broadcasting <laughs> live right across the street from Bush Stadium as the Cardinals get ready to take on the Blue Jays. 310 will be the first pitch. Miles Michaelis versus Alec Manoa. You want to read a funny text, Jamie, no. before we move on? No. I'll Not read a text. There's a couple of really amazing ones. Go ahead. From the 618, happy birthday, Anthony. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Anthony. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, How old are you today? 41? 41. Look at that. 41 years of age today. Yeah, March 30th. You don't 30th. look a day over 50. <laughs> God, you're hot. <laughs> thank you, Jamie. Thank you, and thank you to the texter uh, for, for, yeah, wish me a happy birthday. First time. First time I had a birthday on opening day. It's cool. It's very cool. Fun to be out here. Well, there you go. It's good. It's good stuff. See you later. What's Somebody it like having wait. a birthday on a holiday? You know, some people have birthdays on Christmas. Yeah. They don't get the same treatment. You know, they get less uh, presents and whatnot. Does right. it feel any different? It does. It does feel different yeah. to be on a holiday. Because it's not about you. No, it's not. It's about the Cardinals. Oh, <laughs> it, it should be. It should be. We'll make it about you today. It's no. It's about us. It's, yeah. the it's not the Cardinals show. It's Anthony's Anthony. show. Oh, you stop it. One reason to be optimistic about the Cardinals this season. One reason to be pessimistic, oh. even on an opening day. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Live from the Budweiser Brewhouse, it's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. We saw our guys uh, that, that have been out here the last couple of years as we've taken a picture with them on opening day. Yeah, God, they're awesome. They're, they're ready to roll, man. They're, uh, they're always so kind to us, and they're, they're fantastic. So, uh, How about we, we met one of our listeners? Her name was Mandy. Yes. And I think Mandy's brother might be listening right now. But the, the funny thing, the great thing about this is one of us, or all of us, we're not sure, predicted that Paul Goldschmidt would be the MVP, I guess, last year on opening day. Yeah. And Mandy took that advice and placed a little wager, probably with FanDuel, using promo code FAST, of course, um, and picked Paul Goldschmidt to be the MVP, and obviously he won it. And her husband, Mandy was telling us, her husband kept telling her, okay, let's cash out, let's cash out, because they, you know, as Paul Goldschmidt continued to play well, you had an opportunity to, to cash out and get something for it. And she said, let it ride, let, let it ride, ride, let it ride. She's like, the fast lane said, let's go. And she cashed. So, good, for, yeah, good for Mandy. Appreciate awesome. you listening. I don't remember saying. I don't either. It's That's probably a, Honestly, it sounds like a BT thing. 
Oh, no, BT wasn't here, though. No, BT wasn't here. He BT was, was on the broadcast. It was probably me, guys. I'm the baseball guy around yeah. here. Let's just well, be honest. I mean, Jamie's we'll been Jamie pretty credit. hot on the fader follow lately. Yeah, so. Yes, he has. Absolutely. Sure. All right, so there you go. I think we claim it as a team. It's a team. Do dang. we do it again this year? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Who, who would you pick? For, for MVP? Yeah. Cardinals MVP? Well, no. Just MVP in general. Yeah, well, that's the award, Anthony. Well, I didn't listen. Oh, I, I didn't know what you were asking. FanDuel has me. Cardinals MVP. That's I, a private account. Apparently, I didn't know what you were asking me. I'd throw money on Jordan Walker to be the Rookie of the Year, National League. Did you? No, I'm saying I would. Well, you should back that up. Whatever you say, you should back it up. Okay. Because that's in six months from now. You're like, damn it! Wish I'd have done that. Mm -hmm. I gotta go with Shohei. I mean, let's American League though. It's a little bit easier. I think Shohei wins in the AL. I think, oh, man. Could he win both? A lot of people are saying that this is going to be one of his best years. Could he win the Cy Young and the MVP? Oh, I could see it. Absolutely. I could easily see I think that. He's gonna, I think Shohei Otani is going to have an absolutely monstrous yeah. season. And the 73 wins that they win? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, nobody, but nobody he'll will have see 25 it. of them. He will. Yeah. <laughs> nobody will see it, but Shohei will he'll win the MVP and the Cy Young. I mean, it's Cardinals opening day. We might as well pick a Cardinal. I'll take Nolan Arenado. Let's do it. Let's roll. Nolan Arenado, MVP. All right. It's a good pick. James. I mean, I agree. I agree. Even though you said he was going to regress, but yeah, even even if we even if we say even if we say regress, turn it into somebody <laughs> saying turn it around. That's organic. Hey, I wait, can't just, wait until the game do starts. Yeah, and we're down three nothing stopped. in the first. Hey, when the Oh, oh, hey now. This is uh, the beauty of live. Beauty of live. Thank you. Beauty of live radio. Where's our friend at? Yeah. The uh, guy with the with the bird and the hat. The bird he'll, hat. He'll be here. Bird, bird hat guy. We miss he's, you. He's he's like uh, nine Budweiser shy of he approaching is. Jamie again. <laughs> he still thinks Mizzou's in the tournament. He's, he does. Yeah, he's somewhere. He's Tigers. Right. Yep. All right. So I was, I was looking at the athletic and the athletic put together. One reason for each MLB team to be optimistic and one reason to be pessimistic for the 2023 season. The, the choices that they had for the Cardinals, I think, were pretty straightforward. I, I don't know if, if many people are going to disagree with it. Reason for optimism, they arguably have the most position player depth in the entire National League and will have the options if they suffer any injuries. Reason for pessimism. Five solid starting pitchers, but they're all number three types. They're not, you don't have top end. Would you agree, guys, that that would be kind of the overarching reason to be optimistic and pessimistic for the Cardinals this year? What'd you say for optimistic again? They have they have the position, most position player depth more than anybody in the entire National yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, and the pitching being the pessimistic side of it. Yeah, solid, solid starters, solid, yeah. solid starting pitching staff, but all number three types. Yeah. Is it crazy? No, I agree with you, okay? But now, is it crazy to say that the positional players, that's the optimistic side, but also the pessimistic side? Because what if those guys don't have good news? What if it comes down to just the Goldie yeah, and Arenado show again? Yeah, and the bottom falls out. And the bottom falls out. And O'Neill gets hurt. And Newpar doesn't live up to expectations. Boy, I just started to get depressed. 
I just asked a question. Yeah, everyone this, was having a really that, good time in here, the whole and then you just ruined it. Marsh, I didn't even consider that the offense wasn't going to be great this I, year. I just assumed that they would be because everyone in the offseason has been saying they would be, so I just I kind of went with I that. was just, you know what, guys? I'm going to shut my There we go. Jamie just shot off his Jamie mic. does make a good point, though, yeah, because if those guys don't live up to the – high expectations that not only we put on them, but a lot of the Cardinal fans have put on them, then the, this team's going to have some serious problems. But the pro here's a good thing, though, is that... <laughs> At least I'm not alone on the island now. I'm just saying, you know, we've been playing these <laughs> what-if games. You know, what if it happens? But we'll find out, you know, here in a, about an hour what this team is made of because they're going to, like you said in the, in the first uh, segment, they're going up against a, a good opponent. And not only do they play the Blue Jays, but then they take on the Braves, who's another elite team. So we'll see what this team's made of here in the about you know the first month of baseball. Yeah, the schedule schedule makers they just said, you know what, we're going to test you right out of the gates, Cardinals. But great. I was going to ask for an out of the box reason to be optimistic and out of the box reason for pessimism. And Jamie, I think you just nailed the the pessimism side. If this if this offense and we mentioned the lineup and you had said this, Jamie, the the lineup is stacked and yes there's some projection going there's some, there's some projecting going on we're projecting that jordan walker is going to have a big rookie season we're projecting that tyler o'neill is going to stay healthy we're projecting that Lars Newbar wasn't just a second half dynamo last year and he can continue that momentum he can carry that momentum into this year but that is the out of the box reason for for pessimism if this offense does not Come to the come, come to the. I was gonna say come to the plate. I was trying to avoid that. No, I think you cliche. ride it out. You know, you bring that. Anthony. This offense doesn't come to the plate this yes. year, Jamie. They they could, this team could be in trouble. Well, if they don't come to the plate at all, it's pretty difficult to hit the ball. Yeah, they're they're gonna lose every game. At yeah. least one nothing. There'll be a hitter violation. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the reason for optimism that could be out of the box? An out of the box reason. That we're not kind of looking at to, to, sh to shed some optimism. Pitching staff exceeds expectations. Jack Flaherty looks like Jack Flaherty. Wayno comes back healthy and starts shoving like he has in the last couple of years, barring the last six starts of last season. I hate yeah. having to put that asterisk there, but you have to. And then Michaelis and Montgomery. We get a full season of Jordan Montgomery. So I look at that. I'm going to piggyback off what you said with the pitching and the fact that the Cardinals don't have a ton of guys in the starting rotation that are under contract. We just have Steven Matz and Miles Michaelis. A lot of these guys are pitching for a contract, or in Wayno's case, it's his last year. They have something to prove, yeah. and I feel like even though they're not number ones, they're going to go out there and give their best stuff. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm interested to see how, how they end up faring this year. Yeah, maybe the out-of-the-box reason for optimism is that they don't need a number one. I, it goes against what, what we've been talking about all offseason, but that would be kind of the out-of-the-box reason to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. Those five guys or some, ver you know, some version or combination of five or six guys, depending on when Wayno comes back healthy, they prove that you don't need an ace to, to, to go deep into the postseason. It would, it would be kind of a, an anomaly, but... At least we know that these guys, we know what we're kind of getting out of this rotation. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're live from the Budweiser Brew House here inside Ballpark Village. Uh, we got a text 
Got a text saying the MVP is going to be Brendan Donovan this year. <laughs> That's not what it says. It says Nolan. Oh, or- Nolan Orinato. Orinato. Yeah, he must be on the same roster as uh, Edwin, Edwin Edwin Perez. Perez. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Ed- and then the rookie of the year, Walker. Yeah, that Walker, makes sense. Texas yeah. Ranger. There you have it. All right, what are realistic expectations for this Cardinals team? We'll talk about that next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Live from the Budweiser Brewhouse inside Ballpark Village, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, and Anthony Stalter. All right, what are realistic expectations for this Cardinals team as we get ready for opening day? And maybe we can kind of segment this a little bit. Can we all agree the the expectations, at least initially, it, you got to win the NL Central. But that 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 shouldn't that shouldn't be in question. I'm not I'm not discrediting the Brewers or saying the Cubs have absolutely zero chance after the offseason activity they had. But there's really no excuse for the Cardinals not to win the NL Central. No, I agree, and I don't think you're discrediting discrediting anybody. I think that the thought process here is you, you didn't say, well, let's just assume, well, they've already won the NL Central. You can't do that because in a long baseball season, anything can happen. You can be incredible, and the, and the Cardinals could run away with it. And we're sitting there giggling halfway through the season, going, well, this is, this is over. Right. Or you could have injuries and slumps and problems, and all of a sudden you're in a dogfight with the Brewers and the Cubs. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think it's crazy to say, look, you got to win the NL Central. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's the number one thing. I think for me, the... A realistic expectation, obviously, like you said, winning the division. But I think this team can be a second, uh, a second seed in the National League. I believe, looking at the lineup, they have that potential. We've questioned the starting pitching, but we kind of just kind of workshop through that in uh, the last ten minutes or so, saying that yeah, these guys can make this team a top two team in the National League. And you look at a lot of injuries around the league right now. I think maybe we'll get into this later, but I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of players are, are out on these elite teams right now, and I feel like this first month or so is a great time for this team to try and get as many wins as they can and go forward in the season, and maybe maybe the uh, most important games are the ones that are played in April and May. It's, I think it's, the conversation really starts if they, do make the, if they do make the postseason, that National League is absol- absolutely stacked. You got the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves all competing in the NL East. I don't expect 
anybody to make the, the wild card out of the Central. I think it's going to be the division winner, and that's it. And then you've got the Padres, who are the current favorites, I think, in the NL West. But the Dodgers are always going to be good. And the Giants are a bit of a crapshoot. I, I, don't, I don't think that we're going to see them repeat what they did two years ago. I think they're somewhere in between what they were then and what they were a year ago, which was you know kind of a 500 team. So when you look at the NL Central and you look at what specifically what the, the NL East, the top teams in the NL East have, they're going to throw studs at you. They're going to throw aces at you in either a short series or you know you, you could face a potential a, a team like the Phillies again in the postseason that, that can throw Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler at you one two. So that I think is where the conversation starts. Fortunately, you still have a trade deadline, and you never know what, what that's going to bring you. Uh, but Marsh, I agree with you. You, you can't, you can't lose, you can't lose a, a World Series in April. But, but or I'm sorry, you can't win a World Series in April. You certainly lose one though if you, you start start out of the gate slowly. So we'll have to see what happens. And we're going to get going here at 3:10 today as the Cardinals take on the the Blue Jays, and we're actually going to be. Uh, talking, talking to Todd Stoudemire here. He's a former Cardinal, former Blue Jay World, two-time World Series champion with the Toronto Blue Jays. With Jamie Rivers, former Blue. I'm Anthony Stalter. Todd, it's a pleasure to chat with you today. Nice to meet pleasure, you, Todd. guys. Pleasure, guys. Happy, yeah. you, happy opening day for you. It's uh, first my first opening day since uh, 2002. Actually, but I was on the inside of the stadium. Man, this is a different perspective. Yeah. And, uh, man, a lot of fun. No kidding. Fun. And it's yeah. a unique matchup, too. So, one, it's your it's your former team playing against your former team. You win two World Series with, with the Blue Jays. Of course, you, as you mentioned, you, you eventually make your way to St. Louis. But a unique matchup right right out of the gates with, with this being an interleague game. Pretty odd, right? Yeah. First, first time, I think. And uh, I remember looking at the schedule because I knew I was coming into St. Louis. And I was like, this can't be right. And uh, but hey, look, I think it's really cool, and and uh, it's the two teams that I played for, and 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 what I'm hoping for is we're looking at a World Series preview right now. Oh wow, it could be. That's never what I'm hoping be. for. They both are very competitive. You never know what happens. You know the health of the season, the runs, who gets hot at playoff time, sure, all of that. But there's certainly an, there's a chance, right? So. Uh, wouldn't that be something if it happened? No It'd kidding. be great. I was actually just telling Anthony and Andrew earlier, I was playing junior hockey way up in Canada when you guys won the World Series, when Joe Carter hit that one, oh, yeah. that bomb. And uh, so when we heard you were here, I was like, oh, my God. I said, hey, Toronto and, and St. Louis. So just we'll get to St. Louis in a second. What was it like playing baseball in Toronto? Well, it was, it was different, probably a lot like WBC, right, where you represent not just a city, you represent a country. And, and, and you know, at that time, is, is we, had some great, we had some great players on that team. And, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I got to be a part of it. And, and because there's some, tr there's some true superstars that were on those clubs uh, that ultimately ended up in the Hall of Fame. It was incredible. The city of Toronto went crazy over those clubs. I mean, we drew 4 million fans back-to-back -back years. Uh, it was the opening of now it's the Rogers Center, but it was the opening of that time of the Sky Dome. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff going through Canada with with Major League Baseball, so it was really cool. It was it was fun to be a part of it. Todd Stottlemyre is our guest here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN, two-time World Series champion, played for both the Blue Jays and the Cardinals. So unique matchup today. Todd, uh, you know, being a former pitcher, how do you feel like you would have fared with the pitch clock? 
Yeah, you know, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the question. It seems like this is the question of the day. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> and it's easy now to comment now. It's like, you know, 20, 21, 22 years later. It's like, ah, what's the big deal? Sure. For me, you know, I like to grab the ball and get back up on, you know, up on the mound and let's, let's play ball. But that, that's not everyone. And so the guys that are going to probably, you know, obviously have a tough time with it is, you know, the guys that maybe pitch a little slower, a little more methodical, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and I think what happens is it puts urgency on those guys that they're not used to. And so I think you're going to see for those guys that struggle with the clock, you're going to see them make more mistakes because of the urgency factor. It, it's going to be hard for them to catch, you know, their normal rhythms. But at the same time, if you're an infielder, uh, an outfielder, you're playing behind a pitcher, you probably love the pitch clock because, you know, it's like, the, pl the play of the game and the speed of the game is happening more often, you sure. know, so at the end of the day, <clears throat> I, I don't want to be negative. And, you know, I'm hopeful that Major League Baseball is headed in the right direction. But when you sit back and you watch the WBC, old Major League Baseball rules, it's like, did anyone complain about the length of the game? Did anybody complain about the brand of baseball? And I, I, I was saying earlier, I was like, you know, we ha as, as professional athletes, we got to do our job. And what our job really is, is the name on the front of that uniform is more important than the name on the back of the uniform. And it's our jobs to entertain fans. The way we entertain them is you give it everything you've got every time you put that uniform on. Remember, you're blessed, you should be grateful. And it's all about that team name and becoming, and I think that if we'll do that and get more perspective around that, I think we start to win fans again. And I think that that's getting a little bit lost in, in some of this. Now look, at the end of the day, maybe the bases, maybe the clocks, maybe this, and maybe at the end of the year, I'm, I hope I'm dead wrong on some <laughs> of my thoughts, but who knows, we'll see. Yeah. And at least, at least Major League Baseball is making an attempt at doing something to try to make the, to try to make the game more fun for the fans, but I just always go back to WBC, and I was like, "Geez, this is this yeah. is baseball." It right was a here. lot of fun to watch. So it was a blast. Yeah, it was and the great. players, by the way, the players had a blast. Yeah. And you know what? You know what was really cool to watch is it, it didn't matter if someone went 0 for four; they were the same guy that maybe wasn't getting a hit that was on the top step shaking hands and was so excited that they were representing the country and they were trying to win a baseball game. We need to bring that back to every city across the nation for Major League Baseball. So when you talk about the Cardinals, right, obviously there's a rich tradition here Oof. in town. And Huge. you were blessed enough to be a part of the opening day process and, and going to spring training and some of the, you know, the, 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 the heroes of the game from St. Louis baseball and folklore being around spring training and hanging out with the guys. Does that, does that remind you of what you're talking about? You know, the WBC, all about the team, all about the name on the front, not the name on the back. Do the Cardinals, for the most part, have it figured out as a franchise? You know, absolutely, first of all. And you know what's crazy is, you know, I, I grew, Yankee Stadium was my playground with my father, right? Yeah. And, and I pitched for the Yankees, and they have that same type of rich tradition. And, and then growing up around Mano and Maris, Whitey Ford, Yogi Bear, the whole deal. But when I came to St. Louis, I was in awe. Because first of all, uh, I'm a fan, and I love the game. And, and I was saying to the guys here earlier, my first spring training in 1996 in St. Louis, watching a baseball spring training baseball game, 
To the left of me is Lou Brock. <laughs> to the right of me is Bob Gibson. Wow. And I was like super fan. <laughs> I'm in the middle of my career, right? They signed me to a big contract here. I'm supposed to be one of their guys. And I'm like, wow, how cool is this? Now, look, during the season, I'm sitting between two other guys, Willie McGee and Ozzie Smith. Wow. <laughs> and then in the clubhouse, in walks a guy by the name of Red Shandies. And oh I'm like, my. hey, listen, you can't get better. I mean, you want to talk about not get. And as a player, to have those guys around you. And here's what's really awesome is Gibby, you know, he, he was so funny because he watched me pitch a couple of games in spring training. Because, I mean, look, they were unied up watching the games. And he said to me, he said, he goes, hey, he says, can I, can I give you some advice? I'm like, shit, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, this is the coolest thing in the world, right? He says, you need to throw more pitches on the outside than you do on the inside. And I was like, what? I go, you're Bob Gibson, right? And he goes, I know what you're thinking. You think that I threw everything in. He goes, I just, w when I went in, the whole, I made sure the whole world knew I came in. <laughs> and he goes, and I lived outside. And in the National League, you got to live outside. you got to nail that part of the plate down. And then he said, when you go inside, make damn sure they knew you were there. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> and then the last day of spring training, Lou Brock comes to me. And I hadn't picked up a bat for 10 years, and now i got to go to the plate. Yeah. And he says to me, Stott, you want to go to the cage? Lou Brock. <laughs> but these are the kind of guys that were around. They loved the game. So the team is away, and I got Lou Brock in the cage, throwing me BP, wow. yelling ball out of the hand so that I would get used to seeing the ball earlier. And I was like, but that's them, and that's St. Louis, and that's the history where people love the game. They love the birds on the bat. They love what it represented. They love the richness, and they knew how to win. And to me, it's like I say, with no disrespect to Major League Baseball, anywhere where there's an opening day and they're going on everywhere, there's something special about an opening day right here in St. Louis that's a little bit different than everywhere else. Wow, you couldn't have said that any no, better, Todd. get chills it's, it's listening remarkable. to all that stuff. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Now, Todd, you're, you're back in town here, not just for opening day. Yep. You got yourself a little restaurant opening up here at Ballpark Village. So right. hopefully this is the first of many opening days as a businessman. Yes, yeah, uh, pretty awesome. We got involved about three and a half, four years ago, and, and I fell in love with the pokey concept. First of all, I love the food. As you get older, you know, you start realizing you're not invincible and what you do eat counts. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's, on one hand, that sounds great, but I love the, you know, the product itself. And, you know, we, do, we, 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 we go through endless amounts of hours and times making sure we're so sourcing the right proteins from the right places. And, you know, I, I believe we got a world champion product. And we happen to be right next to Bowie Live. Can it get better than that? <laughs> no, that's In Ballpark awesome, Village, man. right? So we're grateful, we're honored, we're blessed, we're glad we're here. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to do our part with the restaurant. Now, how do you say the name? So people who are yeah. listening right now yeah. can come down and check it out. Coibito Pokey. All right. Now, it's really Coibito Poke. But I'm probably Americanized the grab <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, so we still call it. But it is Coibito Pokey. Right next to Bowie, right at the entrance of Bowie Live. 
We're excited to be there. We're grateful. We're honored and the whole deal. Well, so, I'll well, be checking it yeah, out. Yeah, we got to get sure. our hands on some For of this sure. food. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Todd Stottlemyre, world, two-time World Series champion with the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, with the Cardinals as well. One more question for you. You had mentioned your father, Mel, he, he you know, with the Yankees. And it's you, you perfectly kind of summarized what it's like to have a culture in St. Louis. Uh, I'm interested, though, with the Yankees. I mean, there's only really one other team that would either rival or supersede what you're talking about. It'd be it'd be the Yankees. Yeah, Cardinals. So when when you're growing up and you're around the the, the unbelievable legends that you were uh, around with Whitey Ford and, and uh, Mickey Mantle and and, and the, you know just the Bronx Bombers. What was the what was the thing that you still like you took away from that time period that you either applied to your career or even now? I mean, just being around those legends. Yeah, you know they they say that uh, you know science says that you become your environment. I'm just feel so grateful and blessed that my environment was Yankee Stadium was a true playground and it, and the game was different. So. Every day my dad went to the stadium in a home game. I threw my Yankee uniform on, and I went to the stadium with dad. And we lived in the clubhouse, dugout, and out on, out on the fields and, and did the whole thing. So, you know, when I reflect and look back, I realize that I got a chance to be around some world-class athletes, people performing at the top of their game. And, and I got a chance to see, well, what's it like? It's not like I was sitting there in a lab going, let me study these guys. Yeah. You just become, you just see how do they act when they do well? How do they not act? How do they act? You know, I remember Bobby Mercer's Rocky J. I remember Mickey Mantle every game, after every game in the ice bath, the old, oh, yeah. the old bass. And, the cold and tub. He was staying there. I think so, he was cold tubbing it before the game. Oh, yeah. For a different reason, and I think it was cold. <laughs> but listen, I'm a huge Mickey fan. Old sure. You know what's crazy is I grew growing up there. I was just like every other kid in New York. I also wanted to be Mickey Mantle. Yeah. I wasn't. I was no different. And then growing up, and even though we got close to him, um, those players, I got to inherit my father's teammates as friends. Yeah. But I still put them up there. I still respected them so much that I didn't, as a young person, ever disrespect what they were doing and who they were. And I think that that carried over in my career where I always had a tremendous respect for the game. And look, I was a blue-collar pitcher and, 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 and an emotional guy, especially early in my career. Oh, yeah, and, you're fiery. And it, and it cost me. You're fiery. You know, it cost me some games, <laughs> right? But at the same time, my belief was I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win today. And, and uh, if we're going to go down, we'll go down fighting, and that's the way well, it is. So quick know? question, because, uh, you know, my kids grew up around the locker room, being here playing for the Blues and whatnot. And so yeah. they got to be in there with Brett Hall, Wayne Gretzky, all these like people. And they look back now, and they say, man, it just seemed like that was a normal thing to do. We wish we would have taken more time to, like, absorb the moment. Sounds to me, though, like you were aware enough at the time to absorb all this stuff from the great Yankees and that you didn't take it for granted just because it was the norm for yeah. you. Yeah. So I would, say, I would say more so not taking it for granted, and it was normal. Um, I don't know if I really realized how special it was at the time. Yeah, exactly. I think it's years later, deep reflection, look back and like, and then you kind of like, wow. So one of the things that I always say that reflection is the X factor to major success, right? And if people would just take time out, 
look back, stand on the bank, look at the performance. They're going to see things that they didn't see in the heat of the battle. They're going to see things differently. They're going to see new strategy, new opportunity. And it's not about looking at the dis disappointment. It's, it's looking just as a whole. I always say, look at an NFL quarterback. What do they do? They come off the field. They go to the iPad. They're watching all the plays that they just, they're not watching future plays. They're watching plays. It's reflection time. Yeah. yeah. And I think that in my reflection, looking back, I just like, I'm almost, I, I, to, look, to this day, I'm like, wow. And, uh, and it was crazy because, you know, Yogi, Yo my birthday's May 20th. Yogi's is May 12th. We're at a golf tournament uh, that my father was putting on years ago. And, and uh, I was turning 40 on the 20th. Yogi was on the 12th. And we celebrated our birthdays together. Wow. This is long after wow. my career. Can you imagine? No. So <laughs> he's turning 80. I'm turning 40. It's after my career. And I got to tell you something. I was in awe then. Even, even at that time, it's like, how is it that I get to celebrate my birthday with Yogi? Yeah. And it just, you know, it doesn't even seem real it's almost, incredible, you know. Man. So I just love it. I love, like, these guys and what they go through and putting that uniform on. I, I, I love all aspects. And, by the way, it's not just sports. It's, like, entertainment. When you see someone excel at the highest level, isn't it fun to watch them? Yeah. And there's so much to learn from it. So I'm still learning, man. It's, like, whether it's business, becoming a better person, becoming a better father, becoming a better husband. How can I steal someone's performance, apply it to my life, and move on? Yeah. So the best you know, do. That's it. Yeah, you're, you're right. The best, the it's best, of the best are it, always man. learning from from people. And uh, I got to tell you, Todd, this is uh, Jamie and I've done a lot of interviews, man. We we absolutely loved having you on. I appreciate it. it that was listen, awesome. It was fantastic. Thank you, Thank you so much. No, no. And one more yeah. time, throw out, throw out the restaurant. Coibito Pokey. You got to come give it a shot. Ballpark Village, right next to Bowie Live. And uh, hey, listen, we're gonna have a lot of fun there. And uh, like I say, nutritious, delicious. Come give us a shot. Absolutely, we will. That's Todd Stoudemire. Fantastic stuff from Todd. Thank you so much, you guys are awesome, man. I appreciate Thank it. You. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Take we're, care, guys. Uh, we're very close now to the first pitch. 310, in fact. 310, Blue Jays and the, the Cardinals. Uh, uh, and again, well, th thanks to Todd Stoudemire. I mean, uh, with the way that Todd broke down, we always talk about culture, right? And we, we try to talk about it, whether, Jamie, you do, do it with the Blues uh, or we, we try to talk about the culture of the Cardinals. Todd Stoudemire just absolutely encompassed it in imagine? five minutes. I mean, it was just, it was remarkable. Anthony, can you imagine growing up at Yankee Stadium and then playing for the Cardinals? Two no. of the most historic franchises in the history of the game. Right. I was in awe listening to the stories. And, and that's Same. why I kind of brought up my kids a little bit because... They lived it to a smaller scale, yeah. but they never really looked at it and were like, oh, wow, I wish I would have taken more time to appreciate this or that, the sure. other. So that was really neat. I'm really glad he stopped by. You know, when Todd was talking about appreciating the game and the legends that he was around, and, and I, I, know I, I know I reference our boy a lot, and I'll continue to because I think about him every day, and uh, I certainly miss him on a day like this, but... It reminded me of Chris. It reminded me of Chris Duncan when he talked about being around the people that he was around growing up in a big league clubhouse, having that appreciation for, you know, guys like Carney Lansford or, you know, whoever his, his dad may have been the pitching coach for, just kind of learning from them. 
the way that Todd was appreciative of that, it, it reminded me of Chris a lot. So just a, a great interview, a great conversation with Todd Stomart. And I want to check out his restaurant. Well, too. yeah, I mean, it's uh, we were uh, the other day at Bally Sports Midwest. We were poking our head down there, and I said, oh, I can't wait for that place to open. So we'll uh, anxiously awaiting the chance to get over there and have, have some food. Bowl predictions and home run derby. We'll call our home run derby for today's Blue Jays and Cardinals. We are about 15 minutes away from first pitch at Bush Stadium. We're live from the Budweiser Brewhouse. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. We're live at the Budweiser Brewhouse inside Ballpark Village. And we are about 10 minutes now away from opening day here in St. Louis. Anthony, good luck with the rest of the show, by the way, because uh, you know me, I have the attention span of a gnat. You'll be fine, Jamie. So as soon as they start throwing those pitches, I want to see the spin rate, the location, velo, all that stuff. I'm out. That's it. Good luck, guys. Enjoy dead air for the next three hours, folks. Now we got you covered. In By the way, did you see the uh, the team unveiled the National League Central Division champion banner before everyone we get a came out? For that? What are your thoughts on that? We're celebrating banners here in St. Uh, Louis now? It was the National League Central Division champion I don't banner. Love, I don't love it. I don't love it either. It gives me Nashville Predator vibes. Yeah. 100%. And it gives me that, hey, everybody gets a ribbon vibe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'd rather not. Mm. All I want is the damn trophy. I want another one of those flags right above the Budweiser clock. I want one of those. What? Yeah. He said clock. Oh, yeah. Okay, think. my bad. What do you think I said? No, I don't know. My hearing is going a little bit. All right. Bold predictions and then a little home run derby. Should we do the home run derby now? Yeah, well, we better hurry up because right. I have a feeling that uh, Lars Taylor tattooing new bar might go yard first pitch of the season to him. Okay, so He's let's second on the second on the right. batting order, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead, Anthony. Let's do our home run derby. Well, hurry up. Back, 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 back. Stay fair! Go down! Stay fair! Stay fair! Go fair! Go fair! I don't believe what I just saw. Home run. All right, time to call some home run derby. Should we at least like keep track of these? Yeah, this time here, let me start up a nice well, little Excel spreadsheet you. for you us. You and I won't, Anthony. We Marsh know that. will. Marsh, Marsh is a spreadsheet. Marsh guy. is a, he's he's a spreadsheet maven now. He <laughs> loves his spreadsheet. Are you one of those Excel spreadsheet gurus? I should be. Now I saw they had the uh, Excel spreadsheet national championships on ESPN the Ocho about a couple months ago. <laughs> I've so seen that. They compete, right? They do. They see how fast you can type stuff in into the spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how bad I would be at that? <laughs> you can't even type <laughs> on a Word document. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Coming in last, but he gets a participation award, Jamie Rivers. That's really funny, Anthony. I've seen you before, Mr. Angry Typer. Cack, 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 cack. Go ahead. We all have our talents, Jamie. Yours, yours got I'm you. More fame and fortune. <laughs> you know, you know. More fame. Yeah, there you go. Ish. Ish. Jamie, who's your home run call today? Uh, this one, I'm going probably a little off the board, but not really. Storman 
Norman Gorman. Okay. Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman out yep. of the gates here. I, I like it. Left bat up there. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, the big dog wants to eat. He's kind of flown under the radar a little bit because everybody's been talking about Jordan Walker, Mason yeah. Wynn, all this other stuff going on. But quietly, Nolan Gorman has been really good. And he's got some pop, as we know. I think he just buries one. Nolan Gorman for Jamie. Marsh, who do you have? I have Wilson Contreras, his Cardinals debut here at home. I feel like he's going to pop one over the bullpen today. Okay. Over the bullpen. Over the bullpen. I like it. About uh, second at bat. So you're looking for the Arenado effect. Remember, his first game here, yeah, he hit a ball. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking for that. Hopefully not as uh, tight of a game, though. Hopefully we get what we got last year, which was a blowout. So the, the guy that went off last year was Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. He had, he, I think he yeah, drove he used in. used them all in one game. He was. He used them all in one game. Jamie. Hey, your, I'm here to motivate. That's your fellow Canadian. I know, but you get sometimes tough love, Anthony. Okay. It works. I'm going to go with the kid. I'm going to go with Jordan Walker hitting a ding-dong Johnson in his first game. First game at Bush Stadium. Could you imagine the, the crowd if he if he goes Yabo? I can, and it's amazing. I'm going to go Walker. Yeah. All right, so is it just the first one that hits the home run? Let's establish the rules here or because tallying. Well, last year. <laughs> it's the first home run that wins. So we're not going to tally. Oh, what do you mean? Tally? No, so well, if let's say. If you want to switch things up. Let's like, say, I don't know, Paul Goldschmidt hits a home run, right? But none of our guys do first. Doesn't matter. We, we move on to the next day. It's got to right. be the first guy. First Doesn't matter guy. if it's the first guy on our show. It's got to oh, be the wow. first guy. We're establishing those rules right now. Yes. That's tough. Yeah, it's not our first guy. Because that's what we did last year. This is what we were supposed to do last year, but we lost track of it completely. We ended up in the weeds, as they say, Anthony, quickly. And then we were just like, screw it. We'll just pick home runs and whatever. But don't you think that's the best way to do it? Because it's supposed to be who hits the first home run. Yeah. And we pick our horses. Okay. If one of our horses doesn't hit mm -hmm. it and somebody else does, that's shame on us. We didn't pick the right guy. Okay. And if Marshy's guy hits it first, our guys are eliminated at that point. Wow. I like it. We still predicted All a home favor? run, though. Aye. Yeah, but it wasn't the first, Anthony. It's got to be the first. It's got to be the first guy. If you're not right. first, you're last. Exactly. Okay, so we're playing Ricky Bobby. Yep. Style. Okay, there you go. Here. All right, so first guy, you got to be the first home run hit. So, Marsh, you have Willis Contreras. Jamie, you have Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman and I have got Jordan Walker. There so. we go. So, good stuff. There you go. So, now we got now we got our home runs. Yeah, we How do. about bold predictions? We got bold predictions, Watson. Oh. These donuts? How about that? Anthony Stalter, by These the way. These might be crumble cookies. It's Are they crumble cookies? They're cookies? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat basically all of these right now. Thank you. That, it's uh, Anthony that's my, Stalter's that's my guy, Mark. Birthday, Melissa. They're uh, they're 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 good friends. They're good friends of ours. Uh, they're our sons. Our sons go to the same preschool together. Okay. Stopped off and brought me some birthday cookies. So just good timing because I I was just saying I'm starving. Man of the hour. Look yeah. At you. So that was nice. That was so nice. All right. So we got uh, bowl predictions now, huh, boys? Bold predictions. So let's do some bold predictions as yeah. it relates to the Cardinals. <sighs> All right. For today or overall? No, overall. Okay. Uh, one bold prediction that you have for the Cardinals offense. 
bold prediction for the Cardinals offense. Wait, I'm watching Adam Wainwright sing the national anthem right now, Anthony. Oh, uh, wait, that's him? Yeah, it is. I'm a little blown away by the whole thing. I looked up, and uh, Adam Wainwright is belting out the national anthem. Huh? Wait, this is really good. Yeah. Well, he does sing. You He's know? got. He oh, I know like he sings. The, yeah, yeah. like the southern twang. But it was yeah. one of those things where I didn't know he was singing it until you just brought it up. And then I noticed. Honestly, I thought it was somebody wearing a Wainwright jersey. And yeah. then I saw that they had the full uniform, and I was like, oh, my. And he's got the, he's got, he's standing up, he's got the bad groin and everything. He's still doing this. Well, there's no way they lose today. The bad groin only comes into effect for deep squats. Deep squats so and pitching. Yeah. If Wayno goes into a deep squat at the end of this national anthem, yeah. could be in trouble. How about our guy Matt Holliday? He looks unbelievable in that red jacket. It suits him well. Suit. Yeah, the offense, yeah. yeah sorry, uh, uh, bold prediction is Adam Wainwright will sing the national anthem this yeah, year in opening well, day. Yeah. <laughs> how bold that is. We're actually watching it live. So, yeah, but uh, one bold prediction for the Cardinals offense. You got one, Marsh? Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I, I, I don't even know if this is bold, though, because I feel like their offense was really good last year. I feel like they're going to be a top five offense in the league. So run scored top five. Yeah, I think one thing that I do want to, and this is not a bold prediction or anything, but just more of a talking point, but I think last year we looked at the offense and we saw, hey, this is a really good offense on paper, and statistics-wise, it looks good. Yeah. However, can they hit against top pitching? And I think that is the one thing I'm going to be looking at this year compared to last year, more so because of how deep their lineup is, is can they get to the aces of each team quickly? I feel like today we'll see what they can do against Alec Manoa. I think a bold prediction would probably say top three. Top three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to up you There you go. Bit. That's top fine. Three. Bold prediction for me is going to be, and this is really going out there a little bit, but I was just thinking about the shift rule and how some of the teams benefited defensively from the shift, and you could hide a guy defensively because he had the shift going on. Yeah. I'm going to predict four gold gloves for the Cardinals in their roster. Wow. Arnado, Goldie, Tommy Edmond for me, and then I think Tyler O'Neill in center field. Okay. All right. I don't know if that's necessarily a bold prediction, but mm -hmm. I feel like the infield for the Cardinals, I was almost going to go five and throw Brendan Donovan in there as well. I just feel like the, the, the mobility and the agility of their guys defensively overall, like they'll have better defensive metrics next to other guys who now get exposed. I okay. think the big question is, too, it's not, like that, it's, it's not a huge question by any means, but Tyler O'Neill, Gold Glover, in left field, this is really the first time he's getting a lot of runway at center field uh, for the Cardinals. Obviously, he played last year when Harrison Bader was traded a few times in center, but we'll, we'll see what he can do in center field and if he can use that speed and that Harrison Bader used. Of course, Miles Michaelis on the mound. Maybe uh, Tyler O'Neill catches that ball and he gets a no-hitter last year. Like, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know, wow. Anthony. Let it go, Marsh. It's I can't fine. let it go. Are you Marshall. serious? It's fine. All right. We'll continue our bold predictions for the Cardinals season, plus get into some biggest storylines as the Cardinals get ready to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. It's opening day. We're live at the Budweiser Brewhouse. Ballpark Village, come in, stop by, say hello. Yeah. Enjoy your Redbirds. It's Anthony's birthday. It's Bring my birthday today. Yeah. Well, that'd be cake. That's some cookies here. Bring us a into. I don't yeah. care. It Opening day, who cares? Anthony's right. birthday, that's what we like to that's hear. That's all we care about. <laughs> that's all we care about. Yep. More Cardinals, biggest storylines, bold predictions next on 101 ESPN. We're right back.
back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're live at the Budweiser Brewhouse inside Ballpark Village. Yeah, we are. With Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. All right, bold predictions. We're, we're giving out some for the Cardinals, and we'll also talk about biggest storylines. But one bold prediction that you have for the Cardinals' offense, I, I, I don't, again, you know, Marsh, I'm kind of in that same boat of I don't know how bold this is because I've already mentioned it, but I think Brendan Donovan hits 15 or 15 or more home runs this year. He had five last year. I just don't see it. Okay, well, perfect. So maybe, so maybe it is, maybe it is a, a bold prediction there. But I'd say he he hits 15 or more home runs this year. I think it's, of course, I think it's a bold prediction. I just don't see it. I don't know how, like, I don't know why Ali Marmel would encourage that. And I know that oh, he's going to run into a few, but he's way better off hitting the line drives. And I understand. Well, they can carry, get a hold of one every now and then, but 15 times, I just don't know. So if Brennan Donovan develops into a What, do you want to turn him into Colt Wong? No. Well, hey, you know, turn the end of his, his time with the Cardinals, Colt Wong was just was Swing was it for the fun. fences. No. And that they was, shifted that was, on him. That was early. I think his, his new approach and his swing will just lend itself to the ball carrying. That's what I'm saying. If, he's, if he turns into this a double This is a step. pitcher's ballpark, though, Marshall. You play half your games here. He doesn't believe in Donovan like we do. I believe, and I honestly, it's quite disgusting that the belief, I don't feel it on this side of the table. Well, I don't believe in the home or run. Or on that side of the table. No, I believe in putting the ball in play and him getting on base and letting those knuckle draggers behind him cash him in. That's what I believe in, Anthony. 15 home runs or more for Brennan Donovan this I believe year. in the baseball. The small of a woman's bat. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I think that if, if he turns into a doubles hitter, somebody that go gap to gap, I think the ball will carry out. Kind of be really what Matt Carpenter was. Matt Carpenter was a doubles times. doubles machine. Carp had more power than Brendan Donovan. He's yeah, developing but that. Carp had the added bonus of the salsa. That so was you much have to, later in his career. Let me look at what Brendan. Well, let me look at what Matt Carpenter did. The year he had like 487 doubles. Yeah. Because if he had, like, 15 home runs or more that year, and I'm sure he did, that's kind of what I'm thinking for Donovan with, Listen, the new, with the new approach. I'd be thrilled if he does do it. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I hope he doesn't or I don't believe in him. I just don't think that's his path to success. I think that's fair, but I think we can get both. On base. Don't patronize me with a little wink at the eye and, oh, I can get both. Screw you, Anthony. 55, 55 doubles for Matt Carpenter in 2013. He had 11 home runs. Darn it. Huh. Ah. Theory. He had 44 doubles in 2015. He had 28 home runs. Yeah. Did he ever do that again? Yes. He had 21 home runs the following year, 23 the next, and then 36 home runs yeah. in 2018. But did he ever do it again? <laughs> Beyond those four or five times. All right. Bold prediction for you guys when it comes to the pitching staff. Marsh? I think my bold prediction is, <laughs> well, I've been mentioning it for months now. Uh... Might get some flack on the text line. Oh, here of course, we go. Not the it's not 5 o'clock right yet, right time of the day, but uh, Jack Flaherty, top five, Cy Young. What? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Top five in Cy Young voting for yeah, Jack Flaherty. Yeah, he's going to be a free agent. People down here, have been, they've been enjoying adult beverages. Just not that many yet for you to say that. Yeah. 
Oh, I've said that uh, without adult beverages and uh, in my system before. I've been preaching this for the past few months that Jack Flaherty is going to have a good season. You just said top five Cyan. That's not good. That's it's great. great. Yeah, it is yeah. great. Jamie, you got a bold. I mean, is that not prediction? bold? <laughs> no, that's bold. That's it what the, that's what we ask. It's bold, bordering we, on insane. Yeah, we're okay. we're kind of looking for bold that you also believe in. Like Stephen Matz actually gets to the amount of innings that you thought he oh, would he last will. year. That's Anthony's. What did you say yesterday that was ridiculous? Stephen Matz, what? I didn't see anything ridiculous. Stephen, no, I, Stephen Matz is gonna lead. That's my bold prediction. He's gonna lead the team in ERA. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Uh, so CRA on the staff. So my bold prediction for this pitching staff. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if there's a bold prediction because Marsh and I just gave you. Yeah, two. you can't get much bolder than ours, though. Yeah. What'd you say? Lead Stephen Matz is gonna is gonna have the lowest ERA on the staff for qualified starters. Yeah, um, I think you guys kind of ate up the boldness of this pitching staff. What about this? What about Cardinals top 10 in Major League Baseball in strikeouts? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's, they that, were, what, dead last last year? Yep. You got to believe. Again, you got to actually yeah. believe in the no. bold prediction. It yeah. just can't. Well, I believe can't in be my. Bold. I believe in my yeah. bold prediction oh. for sure. I don't know what I, I mean. What about Ma something with Jake Woodford? Well, you know, I was looking at that, but then I'm looking at Adam Wainwright, too, trying to figure out between the two of them, like, what it's going to look like because they combined right now are the fifth starter. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what that looks like. And I don't want a bold prediction of, all right, hey, don't force it, Jamie. Don't force it. No, I'm not. You know what, Anthony? I'm not just going to sit here and be fraudulent. That's fine. Here's a bold prediction. Adam Wainwright sings the national anthem, game one of the World Series when the Cardinals are in it. I'd like that. him to be focused. Is that pretty bold? I'd That's like him to be focused. Very bold. Mm. What's one bold prediction that you have for the team this season? Uh, NLCS. They reached the NLCS. Yeah, they reached the NLCS. Is that bold? I think it's bold. I think it's bold. I think it's really? bold. Based on the National League yes. and the opponents they'd have to go through, I think it's a bold prediction. It's going to be one of those soft contact days, isn't it? Um, I'd say my bold prediction for the team, I think this team can get to the NLCS. I said it earlier about the top two in terms of being the top two team in the National League at the end of the regular season. I, in my opinion, I think that's bold. So I'm going to go with that. I think they get the second seed in the National League this year. And it's not, and it's a, a lot of it's going to have to do with a lot of these teams having injured players. I'm not, you know, going to say this team's yeah. going to overwhelm us, but I feel like a lot of these teams are going to miss some of their guys. I mean, that is bold, though. You're, I mean, you're right. I don't think even even those that have had that have the Cardinals winning the NL Central. I, I don't think anybody's saying they're going to be. Would you say top two? Yeah, top two. They get that bye. Yeah, I, that that's definitely bold. Can't but, be a wild card team if you're not in the wild card game, Anthony. Very true. Or series. No, you're right. You can't very lose true. the wild card. Yeah, can't lose it if you're not in if it. You're not participating in it. Yeah, good call. I say that Mo makes a deal at the deadline to go out and get a legit number one. I like that one. Well, that's really bold. It is. He hasn't ever made one. He what? He has never acquired a John one. Lester and Jay Happ were brought here two trade deadlines ago. Jamie, what? you're thinking of Jordan the... Montgomery you're was think... brought here one trade deadline ago. I'm not talking about the 20 like. Should four... I keep going? This isn't 2014. Maybe Mo was confused when he acquired those pitchers. He thought to himself, "Hey, 2014. I, I got the 2014 version." 
Yes. No. I don't know. He probably thought he had 2007 John Lester. Right. I'm saying he actually acquires a number one this year, Jamie. Sure does. This year. Okay? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. There's our bold predictions. What about biggest storylines? Getting into those about uh, 345, so about 15, 20 minutes. What's trending is next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers. I'm Andrew Marsh. We're here at the Budweiser Brew House at Ballpark Village. The Cardinals and Blue Jays just got underway. Still the top of the first inning. It's time for What's Trending uh, the Cardinals are already down three. Three, oh, three cop. Why don't you tell three them what's cop. going on here? Three Bad. cop. What inning is it? That's uh, the top of the first, Jamie. Son of a. Plenty of time. They got plenty of time. All right. A lot of season left. A lot of game left. We're fine. The Blue Jays have a very good team, okay? But I heard their conditioning's not great, and all these hits are going to wear them out. I've heard that, too. We're going to play that catch-up baseball mm. after the fifth inning when all these guys are tired of hitting the ball. Was that one of the concerns on uh, Toronto radio? Yeah, they said that these guys hit often, they hit hard, uh, they score a lot of runs, but tend to tucker out about the fifth inning. Mm. So I'm wondering if this game in itself will be sort of a microcosm of what we'll get all year. That's we'll see word, if the true. offense can outscore the pitching problems. Because so far, Are we already there? we're top of the first and we have a pitching problem. There? It's 3 nothing. What the hell's wrong with you? Soft contact. <laughs> soft contact. Ah, it happened. It's 3 nothing. You know what? Doesn't look too soft. We'll uh, see. They haven't, they haven't even batted yet. Brandon Belt, I didn't they even know he still played. He's still playing? Brandon Belt's a two-time World Series champion. Well, what added to a lineup that's already stacked. Yep. All right, We're look. fine. All right. Everybody knows Miles Michaelis settles in in the second inning. He better hurry up. Anyways, what's trending? Uh, Aaron Judge already picking up where uh, he left off from last season as he went yabo today. No, Anthony, uh, he, he hit a home run to dead straight center field. <laughs> uh, first at-bat of the season for Aaron Judge. Jet stream that goes out to center, right center, so not do, surprising. Do we see Aaron Judge doing exactly what he did last year, or do you think he regresses? I think he hits 45 home runs this year. That's it? Yep. Just That's 45? That's a monstrous season. Well, I've yeah, seen better. It's pretty hard to from him. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hard to duplicate, oh, I don't know, a historic season yeah. like that. He's going to hit 50, and everybody's going to be like, down here. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Yankees overpaid. Yep. No, I think, I think Aaron Judge hits 40-plus dingers. I don't think that Are you serious? he gets to the number he had last year, and I'm more depressed by the minute right now. Guys, come on. There's 162 of these things. It's fine. Is it? Well, I'm not fine, Anthony. It's first I just saw Tom, I just saw Brendan Donovan playing close to second base. If the shift was around, he'd be able to make that play. Well, guess what? Same rules apply for when the Cardinals bat. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. I haven't lost faith. I like the way you're <laughs> positive today. Is this you know, bizarro you, world? You, Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Not today. 
Okay. Why? What? It's opening day. This is a continuation of what we saw last year out of Marsh. <laughs> I mean, he, is pick, he is picking up literally where he left off. Game one. Game of the one wild card series. Where he's depressed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's complaining. <laughs> he's distraught. I have he's turned into himself. the 618. <laughs> I'm the full live embodiment of that texter. Incredibly pessimistic. Come on, guys. All right. Well, so let's change the vibe here. Yeah. You know what? You're right. It's your show, Anthony. Why don't you change the vibe here, please? Not my show. Pitching problems. Something. Cardinals, they're up or they're down. Whatever. You know who else has pitching problems? The Mets do. Justin yeah, Verlander do. to the IL with a muscle strain. Ouch. What did he strain? A muscle. Which one? All who cares? Just wondering where we're at here. I didn't know if it was a deep squad or something like that. No, it's a low-grade muscle strain near his pitching shoulder. Uh, upper the team body. announced today. So, yeah, upper body injury. It's an upper body injury. Upper, upper body or just upper body? Just upper body. Well, I mean, how close do you? Upper, upper. Upper, upper would be. Yeah, like concussion is upper, upper body. Yeah. Okay. All right. Doesn't all right. this seem to happen a lot where the team that spends big, and, and the Padres, I think, spend more, but. A team, the team sp spends big, and then it's not even the start of the season. They got two main guys on the IL. That stinks, yeah. Well, the Mets are in trouble. They got quite a few guys on the IL. They had, what, Lindor? Who else? Uh, Perez? Yeah, Edwin Perez. Edwin, per Edwin <laughs> Perez is on the IL. No, he's not. No, he's not. Edwin Diaz Edwin is. Diaz. Yeah. Edwin Perez, thank God they still have him. Guys, uh, right yeah. on cue, by the way, from the 6-1 hate. Michaelis is killing it right now. <laughs> Take a day that off. That might be the nicest thing he's said all year. It might be. It might be. Do you think he's excited when this happens? No. No? Or do you think, let me let me spin this. Is he excited to text in saying, hey, guys, I told you so. Yes. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> like he sees I'm gonna, this. I'm going to get Jamie and Stalter. That's not my phone. Hey, that's all right. That's Whoa, what, what is on that phone? My kids. Now they are. Jamie. You know that's my laptop. That's a good point. And your iPad. You've seen it. And the tablet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But not the phone. Not the phone. Okay. Fair enough. One has got to be clean. What were you saying, Anthony? I don't know. Before we rudely interrupted you. Uh oh, the six one eight. Do you think like he gets excited? He sees he sees something go wrong for the Cardinals and it's all right. Now I get to text in these bozos yeah. and tell them how right I am. It's the Stanley Cup for him. Yeah. <laughs> literally, he's drinking champagne right now. <laughs> I told you so, Got you asshats. <laughs> Honey, pop open the good stuff. <laughs> Guess what? Guess right. I was right again. The Cardinals didn't win the World Series. <laughs> pop open the champagne. Uh, our guy Swan, he's always he's always sending us uh, tweets on the the tweet machine, tagging us and some some cool stuff and whatnot. And uh, Greg Wyshynski had an article on ESPN.com of why the Red Wings uh, contend the fastest with Connor Bedard. I found this interesting because one, the Red Wings aren't in a position really to have a chance to get him, but with Connor Bedard being such a hot commodity right now, and of course we're talking hockey uh during a day of baseball celebration but Connor bedard does his relevance hinge upon what team he plays on because i feel like if he's with like columbus blue jackets 
I mean, we might never hear the kid. We might never see what he's doing. So here's where I am on Connor Bedard is um, I don't, maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't see him being an automatic superstar. The reason I say that is although the game is trended or trending to where the players are smaller, more skill, more speed, less physicality, if you look at the great teams defensively, they still have oak trees on defense. They do. Like, you look at some of the best defensemen in the NHL right now, Victor Hedman, Maurice Sider. Like, go, go down the Brent Burns is still a guy. Those are big dudes. Connor Bedard is not a big dude at all. So could he end up like a Jack Hughes? I was just thinking that, where yeah. He, where he eventually kind of gets there? Yes. I think that's more of his trajectory than, like, the... Bam, Connor McDavid, he's going to come in and score 40 right away. I just don't see that happening. So, to your point, yeah. Yeah. His ultimate or his early success hinges on the team that he can play on that has some other guys around him. You send him to Columbus, him and Johnny Hockey will be fun to watch, but yeah. what's the relevance now? Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that, you know, a, a team that is a little bit better actually helps a guy like Connor Bedard be a more relevant player so time will tell and we'll see what happens but uh yeah i'm just not quite there yet jamie and i's optimism has uh has basically jumped over to bush stadium yeah i have something to say Uh already uh just we're not even a full inning in and i can see how much the shift will impact this year you're never out of the game you're never out of the game i mean because just you don't both have sides. guys shifting right up the middle and taking away clear base hits everyone in bush stadium right now is pepper grinding right now yeah of course they are, are they? every everybody in japan Everybody's is, grinding? is pepper grinding by the way uh one of my good friends from college is in japan right now and he texted me did you go to get a pepper grinder I, well i texted him. Find him i said hey while you're there can you Grab me a Lars Newbar pepper grinder. I don't know if they sell those there. Yeah, they if do. they have like they a have pepper to. grinder with just his face on it. But if he found what if one. It's full I, body and the head is the top and you grind Newbar's head. Hmm. You like know what? That. Interesting. Might not use it, but it's definitely good to put on like a like a shelf. Right? Put it on the shelf. I'd use that bad boy. Yeah. Especially I know you get you a would. nice date over Marshy you. Mm. You break that sucker out. Yeah. Two hands on the ground. You grind that yep. up. Would you like some pepper on your Caesar, yeah, just sweetheart? Say, just say when. <laughs> just say when. Tell me when. Are we right? still talking about pepper right well, yeah. well, yeah. We're talking about Lars Newt Bar. It's a classy huh? meal, too. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Biggest storylines for the Cardinals this season. That's next on 101 ESPN. Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. A quick update for you from Bush Stadium. The Cardinals are currently trailing 3-0. Paul Goldschmidt, the reigning NL MVP, with runners in first and second with nobody out, unfortunately struck out, but Nolan Arenado just singled the left field to push across the Cardinals' first run of 2023. Brendan Donovan got on base with 
probably a hit and an error. I don't know how they scored it. I know it was a throwing error, but it, it might have been a single as well. But Nolan Arenado comes up in the clutch. Now it's 3-1, and the Cardinals have runners at first and third. It's biggest storylines for the Cardinals this season. I think one of them, guys, is whether or not those two guys, the two guys that finished one and three in the MVP voting, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, can they, can they duplicate that? That's a tough feat. Yeah, I don't know if they duplicate it uh, as far as exactly the way they played last year. That was pretty phenomenal to have two guys right there in the MVP voting. But they are the cornerstone. Cornerstones. They're on the cornerstone yeah. of uh, yeah. your no, local they are neighborhood. The cornerstones of this franchise, and how they roll the Cardinals roll ultimately, which is why it's so important that they have success throughout the season and the postseason. Because last couple of seasons it hasn't been great for them in the postseason, and the Cardinals have suffered because of it. It's not all on them, but when you're those guys, it kind of is all on them. Yeah. I think the other big storyline, I think the biggest storyline, quite frankly, is whether whether or not you're going to get a lot out of Jack Flaherty, a little because of the, the durability issues, or, or is it going to be just somewhere in between? And it might, it might be. And then the, the question becomes, well, if it's somewhere in between, you know, the high upside of Jack Flaherty and him being banged up all the time, what, is, what does in between look like? Is he fine? Because that's not going to. That's not. That shouldn't prevent you from going out and get getting somebody at the deadline. Then. Well, it can't prevent you. Quite honestly, in a perfect world, ideal situation, Jack Flaherty is good, and then you go add at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario, in my opinion, is Jack Flaherty isn't good, and now you have to try and really add mm -hmm. at the deadline. Or hell, you're testing your depth way too early. Yeah. The depth right now. Well, the depth is already being tested with Wayno being hurt. Absolutely. And really, it would have been a bigger deal if Wainwright got hurt and Jack and uh, and Woodford, Jake Woodford, did not have the season, the spring training that he did. Then that would have been a huge issue. Yeah. Because if, if Woodford doesn't come in in spring training and look as good as he did, we're talking about we're talking about Wainwright's injury a heck of a lot more than we are and he did look good yeah real good yeah and what can he be what can he be in the starting rotation well and right now he better be the fifth guy in your rotation that can deliver otherwise you're screwed yeah who's your next guy who you palante you drag him out of the bullpen now and say hey let's try this again it's a good question who is the next guy i don't know like D dakota hudson i feel like that project it's not over, but you're like, eh. That was a rough spring for him. Rough no, we spring. did learn from the, the gauntlet yesterday that he had the most. Uh, third most. Third most starts. starts. Yeah, so, but that I mean, doesn't mean they were good. Yeah, but he's a guy that's that's there, though. Is that he's what a you want, that, a guy that's there? I'd rather risk it a little bit yeah. on Palante and say, well, that's fine. you know what, you're the guy. Or even, hell. What about Matthew Libertor? Do you what? need to see a little bit out of him, too? Uh, I don't know. I don't he's, know if I'm ready for that. He's got to start. He's got to start fast. You know, he's he's got to go down to AAA, and he's he has to show because he had a pretty decent spring. If he starts fast in Memphis, and shows that he can command the strike zone, he's not walking the house consistently. Keep he's keeping the ball in the park. Maybe he would be your next guy. I would rather see him over what we've seen out of Dakota Hudson. I agree. So I'd rather give him his opportunity. Yeah. 
Uh, I, neither of them makes me feel warm and fuzzy no. as far as, you know, my comfort level. I I would rather go with Palante. Here, here's a name that might, <laughs> and that's a situation where you have to, you have to get him ready. Too. I know. You'd here's a name that might up. make you uh, feel warm and fuzzy from the eight one six. What about Drew Verhagen? Okay, I'm not. A, I don't hate it. That is, that honestly is what it would. That be might an be it. Yeah, because Drew Verhagen was signed a year ago. We forget this because of how bad he was. He was injured too, he, and he wasn't. He way too hard on him. Really? What was your nickname for him last year, Jamie? Tell the people. Big D. No, it wasn't. Marsh, tell the people what Mar- what Jamie's nickname for Drew Ver- Drew Verhagen was. See, it was so ingrained in your mind that you almost didn't even I say his real name. Yeah. Drew Homer Hagen that was, was what Jamie's Jamie nickname. gave him uh, in terms of nicknames. And we know that I it was Jamie because that. Jamie is the nickname guy. Yeah, he is. I don't remember Especially that. Especially for baseball. Actually, all. or was that a mic drop? See, I don't remember it at all. You know what? We'll just say it was you. We said the Paul Goldschmidt thing was you. Yeah, so. this is you as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're just calling that. Credit me and blame me for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you all know, right. when in doubt, but yeah. blame Jamie. Yeah, that's fine. In all, in all seriousness, uh, with, with Verhagen signed a year ago to be the 6-6 guy, he, he, may, he may get that call. I would. I'd give it a shot. He too, had though. a great spring, guys. Yeah. He really did. He had an ERA south of two. He didn't he had a ton of opportunity, but he still, I think he was a part of eight games. He had some strikeouts. I mean, he looked good. Yeah. He All was right. what you wanted him to be last year. What other What other big storylines? I think one that it, I wouldn't say it's a huge storyline, but it's something that we definitely need to, to look at is see what does this lineup look like when Wilson Contreras is not behind the plate? How much can – the, the the backup catcher role, whether it's you know whoever they bring up, you know you have uh, Andrew Kisner there. Maybe he doesn't go the full year as the backup. They bring up somebody else, whatnot. They bring somebody in. Uh, hopefully, you don't have an Austin Romine situation happen. But uh, what can Andrew Kisner bring to this lineup from from a hitting perspective when he's in the lineup? Yeah, and it, that is or that does is, he bring? Yeah. Well, that's because we have noted that this lineup has a lot of depth to it. When you add him in there, somebody's coming out. And you right. already don't have Dylan Carlson in. Yeah, when he's catching, when Kisner's catching, you're looking at Contreras being your DH and Nolan Gorman coming out. So you're right, you lose you lose some pop there. Uh, the Blue Jays did get out of that inning. It's three, it's still 3-1 now as they head to the top of the second. Miles Michaelis with a rough first inning, but the Cardinals did scratch scratch and claw and get uh, one run out of it. And Alec Manoa. I think we're, we're watching this live from, but you know, the Budweiser brew house. So we're, we're seeing a little bit as we're talking. Uh, so I don't know exactly what happened, but it did look like the training staff went out and saw Alec Manoa for a second. Hmm. He's their stud. He's their ace. And it looked like he's, he, he didn't have a lot of command in that first inning. And the Cardinals did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, obviously getting some guys on and then got a base hit from the big, the big hit from Nolan Arnauto to make it three, one, but it is three, one blue Jays. Heading to the top of the second. It's opening day. It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Appreciate everybody uh, that is tuned in right now. Maybe you're watching the Cardinals and tuned in to us. We appreciate it. Thank you. We're going to have the gauntlet next. And yeah. unfortunately, because Jamie got screwed yesterday, we have a gauntlet trophy on the line. Did he get screwed or did he kind of screw himself, you know? I think it was a little from column A and a little from column B. Yeah, because, you know... 
That's tough. That was tough saying that, that number out loud yesterday. It was very funny, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he, well. still not over it. I got approached last night. I was uh, dropped my daughter off at soccer practice and went over to have a bite to eat. The guy at the table next to us got up, came over and said, what happened in the gauntlet today? <laughs> I had to break it down for him. He's like, you kind of got screwed. I'm like, no, nah, I just blame myself. <laughs> you took ownership. I'm an idiot. Oh, my goodness. I'm an uh, idiot. No, you're fine. All right, gauntlet next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Can you survive the gauntlet? All right, time for the gauntlet, 4.01. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We're live from the Budweiser Brew House inside Ballpark Village. The Cardinals just allowed another run, so it's 4-1 now, and Miles Michaelis, his start. Is the training uh, staff looking at Miles Michaelis? Not yet, Jamie, but uh, soon enough. Soon enough, 4-1 now. Blue Jays up on the Cardinals, still early, top of the second. Anthony, if the Cardinals lose today, is the season over? I think we have to at least have the conversation. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't agree with you very often, but today. Today, today uh, at least right now. Your negativity will prevail. Thank you. All right, time for the gauntlet. Josh, uh, Josh is up for a gauntlet trophy. What's up, Josh? Hey, how's it going? I do have I, I do want to point something out. I just heard I heard Jamie and I know he wasn't happy about one of the questions yesterday. I hated but, it. But I do want to say the stand the man question. He actually had 21 opening day starts. So he would have been the correct answer on that one? Yeah, and, and so we wouldn't even have had to go to the, the tiebreaker at all. Josh, I'm going to need receipts on that. Okay? <laughs> As kids say these so days, I'll, I'll, I'm going to need receipts. I'll, I'll tweet it, but Stan, but Stan had 21 opening day starts in four different positions. So I'm assuming on, on baseball reference, it has Yachty at first with 18, but Stan is in four different columns with 10, 5, 5, and 1. Okay, so Stan would have been it. Well, either way, yeah, he, so okay. yeah. Hey, so either so way, I would have won. We, yeah. we didn't need to have the, the, the tiebreaker, but it was funny nonetheless. All right, so, hey, so, so Jamie did not get – Jamie screwed himself. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying he didn't, he didn't uh, a couple get minutes screwed. ago. Stan – Stan started every year from 42 to 63. We'll blame baseball reference. Then we're going to blame yeah, Grant. Baseball reference. I thought we fired him anyway. <laughs> and, and I blame baseball reference. <laughs> Grant, Grant, get out of the, Go home, Grant. You're fired. Grant. <laughs> Grant is literally running our board right now. If he leaves, there's nobody else. Ah, we'll be yeah. fine. Just put it on autopilot. <laughs> oh, Not no. good, Jamie. All right, Josh, good luck to you, man. Thank you. All right, so as Anthony, we don't have a cone of silence, but last year what Anthony did is he just went out and roamed around aimlessly in the concourse, which was kind of fun because we let him go even longer than we needed to just to see how weird it could get. Yeah, how are we going to get Anthony? When is he going to know to come back? Well, there's a window over there. Okay. I don't even see him anymore. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, you know what? We'll just continue to... Do this ourselves. All right, Josh. So this is it. We're going to have, uh, I guess, Grant back yes. in the studio is going to spin the wheel. So instead of spin that wheel, Marshy, I got to hear spin that wheel, Grant, and then Grant will let us know what it lands on. Spin the wheel, Grant. Give me football.
All right. Oh, it's close. Almost hockey, but you called it. It is football today. Oh. All right. So, Josh, let me tell you this. Having experienced this situation before where it lands on the category that you want and you're like, yes, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. Anthony's <laughs> category is football. Yeah, Anthony's category is football. And there's times, too, where I've been like, I got this. And then I'm like, I don't got this. So, all right, Josh. So here are the rules, as you know, but maybe somebody new to the gauntlet today. There'll be four questions. Each question is worth two points if you answer the question correctly without the options. If you use the options and you answer it correctly, it's worth one point. If you answer it wrong, well, you just get nothing at that one there. And if you're tied after four questions, we do go to a tiebreaker, and we will get a winner here today in the gauntlet. Josh, are you ready to rock? Yes, sir. All right, football is the category. Question number one. Which team in 1990 set the record for most points scored in a Super Bowl? Uh, let's go with, um, it was the 49ers versus somebody. Uh, 49ers. Final answer? I think they, I think they won. 49ers. Final answer. All right. Question number two. Who caught the first touchdown of the season for the Battle Hawks? Oh, my God. Uh, I'll take the options. Options are Darius Shepard. Austin Prohl or Hakeem Butler? Um, hmm. I'll go with, uh, what, can you give me the first one again? First one was Darius Shepard. Um, I'll go with Hakeem Butler, final answer. All right, Josh, question three. The last playoff game the Rams played as the St. Louis Rams was against which team? Let me do it again. The last playoff game the Rams played as the St. Louis Rams was against which team? As Jordan Walker hits a single. Yeah, we were all paying attention to that. Josh, you still there? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. All right. He was watching the game. Yeah, he was. I yeah, we he totally was. Did you hear that question, Josh? Uh, I did not. Can you say it again? Yeah, he was totally That's watching okay, the game. That's okay, buddy. We did the same thing. All right. The last playoff game the Rams played as the St. Louis Rams was against which team? Uh, uh, can, can I have the options? Was it the Seattle Seahawks, the Atlanta Falcons, or the Carolina Panthers? I'll go the Falcons. Final answer. Last question, Josh. This is the last question. If you win, you, you win the gauntlet trophy. Which team lost 14 fumbles, the most of any team in the 2022 regular season? In 2022? Yes. Can I have the can I have the options? Options are the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Mm. And they lost the most fumbles? Yeah, or which team lost okay. fourteen fumbles? The Colts, the Jaguars, and the and who? The Falcons. Uh 
go cold. Final answer? Yep. All right, as we try to find our friend Anthony, who, boy, is he looking creepy right now. That was a weird That was look. weird. That was weird. Anyways, he's uh, back on stage here where he belongs. Welcome back to the stage, Anthony Stelter. All right, Anthony. Bubbles to the stage. Yes, Bubbles. Yes, the blanket dance. What did uh, What did Jordan Walker do? Uh, you missed it? I was, yeah, well, I was in a hallway. Oh. I see First at back got a single. Yeah, Anthony. right up the middle. Did yeah. it? Yeah. So not a home run? No. No. Okay. no. no, but there's a lot of game left, Anthony. I know uh, you've been pretty critical of this team in the first two innings. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you know, a, a non-believer, of course. But you me. know what, Anthony? I'm going to have to believe in you a lot. Yeah, you better pack a lunch, Anthony. I'm assuming hockey. Football, Anthony. Football. No. Yep, football for the save. You're joking. I am not joking. Question number one, the category is football. Which team in 1990 set the record for most points scored in a Super Bowl? Most points scored in a – it is football? It is. Yeah. I was oh, joking. Anthony, we want to do this. It's a final game. And a final. Here. I know you did that to me. screwed on straight. But we don't do that here. Jesus. Most points scored in a Super Bowl. Yeah. The – the team that jumps out the most would be the Cowboys, but the 49ers destroyed the Chargers one year. And I think that was like in the 94 Super Bowl. Is there any other ones? The Broncos scored a fair amount, but not. Uh, I'm going to. My gut says 49ers. My head says Cowboys. I'm going to go gut 49ers. Final answer. All right. I think they hung like. 55 on the Chargers. Question number two. Who caught the first touchdown of the season for the Battle Hawks? Wow. That would have, that would have been against the San Antonio Brahmas. Austin Pohl had a huge game for them. I know he caught the last touchdown as well as the fourth quarter conversion, but I don't think he caught the first one. Is that Butler or Shepard? I believe, uh, I think it was Butler. Hakeem Butler, final answer. All right, Anthony, question number three. The last playoff game the Rams played as the St. Louis Rams was against which team? Last playoff game is the, for the Rams? Yeah. As the St. Louis Rams. Mm -hmm. Who'd they play? I think you have to go all the way back to 2004. They went on the road and they beat the Seahawks and then got their, uh, got the brakes beat off of them by the Falcons in Atlanta. Falcons, final answer. <laughs> Question number four. And Anthony, if you don't get this right, potentially, we don't know. I mean, Josh could be going home with a gauntlet trophy. Question number four. Which team lost 14 fumbles, the most of any team in the 2022 regular season? Lost the most fumbles? Lost the most fumbles. I mean, Matt Ryan had like 15 by himself in, in six weeks. I'm going to say the Colts. Final answer. 
All right, let's go over this. Let's go back to question one. Which team in 1990 set the record for most points scored in a Super Bowl? Josh, you said 49ers. Ah. Anthony, you said 49ers. Answer is? It's the San Francisco 49ers, gentlemen. 49ers, Anthony, they put up 55 points against the Denver Broncos that year. They did. It's what it says in the uh, on here. So Grant's already been fired. So <laughs> 1990. You said 94, which I thought was funny because that, that was weird. Was not in the question. No, <laughs> but well, you said the 90s. You said the 90s, right? 1990. It oh, doesn't the, matter. Oh, yeah. oh, the oh, wow! I screwed that up <laughs> and you still got it right because it's two all after one question. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next question here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go to question four. Which team lost 14 fumbles, the most of any team in the 2022 regular season? Josh, you said the Colts. Anthony, you said the Colts. Wow. Answer is? The Indianapolis Colts. But Josh used the options on that one. Wow. So it's four nice three, job though, Josh. Anthony, after two. Let's go to question number two. Who caught the first touchdown of the season for the Battlehawks? Josh, you said Hakeem Butler. Anthony, you said Hakeem Butler. They're lockstep. Answer is? Hakeem Butler. Nice. But Josh needed the options <laughs> oh, wow. for that one. So we're I'm not going to be able to win. Sitting here 6-4. Final question. The last playoff game the Rams played as the St. Louis Rams was against oh, which no. team? Josh, you said the Falcons. Anthony, <laughs> you said the Falcons. The answer is? I can't wait to hear the text line and see what they say. It's the Atlanta Falcons. But, Josh, you used the option. So, Josh. Wow. You have chosen poorly. You lose. <laughs> Anthony hit for the cycle here. Four for four. Wow. Eight to five final score. Josh, that was a hell of a job, man. You yeah, got you every got one of right. them right. Yeah. Unfortunately, Anthony was a machine today. Uh, I only didn't know one, and I guessed and got it right on the cold. <laughs> <laughs> you did awesome, my nice man. Nice job, Josh. Yeah, for, you, got, you got them all right, man. Normally, five five points will do it for you. Yeah, it should. Well, all right, well, appreciate you guys. All right, get Thanks, back Josh. to the game. Enjoy opening day, my man. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. Anthony, it right. was hilarious. Yeah. We, um, I was reading off the playoff question, and we all kind of blacked out and paused because Jordan Walker just hit a single. Yeah. Everybody went crazy in here, <laughs> and they came back. I couldn't hear anything from Josh. I'm like, Josh, you there? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, would you like me to read the question? He's like, yeah, I have no idea. What yeah, I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> Josh was at a disadvantage. Yeah, there. Anthony, yeah. congratulations! Though. Thank you. It's about that, time someone came up clutch in a, in a postseason spot. Apparently, right his parts. apparently, <laughs> wow. though, there uh, wow. our text line as always comes to the rescue. Apparently, there's a discrepancy mm. regarding one of the answers yesterday. So Josh brought up Stan the Man, yeah. saying, "Oh, it, the answer was consecutive opening days." Well, Stan the Man missed a bunch because of World War II service. Oh, wow. So although he had the most, apparently he didn't have the most consecutive. Mm -hmm. Consecutive. Okay. All so, right. Good stuff. I mean, that's a deep dive. That is a deep dive. Yeah. To uh, no surprise from the 314, collusion in all caps, no cone of silence, and from the 636, 
and a Falcons question. <laughs> Saw that coming. Well, not only was there a Falcons question, there were two questions that had the Falcons. Yeah. Picked. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Congratulations. Andy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, right. you know no, what? No cone of silence. I was literally in a hallway, and, and I knew Jordan Walker was coming up. Yeah. And I, I wanted to see his AB. Mm, but you're dedicated. But I'm dedicated. To the I also, and I, I hope she's, I don't think she's listening. Whoa. I also saw, I also saw a woman, uh, she may have been inebriated. She fell. No. Really? Is she okay? Yeah, she's okay. She had a, she had a gentleman with him. She, he, she, she got helped up. But Did you have to swoop in there and help? Nope, I didn't. I certainly would have if nobody was there. But well, she, yeah. she was feeling no pain. Can you describe the fall? Uh, yeah, so it was a small. It, it was a small step down yeah. in the hallway here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a small step down. She didn't see she it. She didn't see it. Ah. Yeah, it was one of those. She looked like Curtis Granderson in the 2006 World Series. That's yeah. a center That's field. A good yeah, pull. Good That's call. a good pull. Yeah, yeah. So she she fell. Uh, so no, I wasn't in a cone of silence, but I did witness a fall, and I did not witness Jordan Walker's first step. So well, that's that's nice. But tough. you did a great job today. Thank you. You yeah. saved us, buddy. I I will be I'm lucky that it was football. So, uh, Josh, nice job nonetheless, getting all four right. Yes. All right, Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber's going to join us at 4:30. So 15 minutes, we'll talk to Kerbs. We'll also do some blues throughout the course of uh, the final two hours here. But why don't we why don't we do an update? on the cards and kind of what we're seeing thus far. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Live from the Budweiser Brewhouse inside Ballpark Village, it's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. Our opening day coverage today brought to you by Budweiser, by Rawlings, and by Green Envy Lawn Care. Green Envy, uh, Jamie, best, oh my best in the business. Anthony, I, uh, as you know, you've had Green Envy for quite a while yeah. now. And I asked you for the number. I want to get a hold of everybody over there. And oh, I'm just renting right now. I'd like to still take care of the yard. Damn right. And uh, the people, I guess, before didn't really do a good job. So I called our guys over at Green Envy. I was like, guys, this is bad. Like, the neighbors, yeah. they're eyeballing. Yeah. Looks amazing, though. They're, they're, Honestly, they're it's incredible. amazing. They do such a great job. And they come over, they get it done, they hang the little thing on the on the doorknob. and. Yeah. Hey, we're here. Yeah. This is what we did. Yep. Give you little tips. Yeah. Mow high. Make sure you're watering. Buy high, sell low. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait. Yeah. Sell okay. high, buy low. Sure. So the Cardinals right now, they're trailing 4-1 at Bush Stadium. Mid-third. They're going to the bottom of the third. The, the story thus far, unfortunately for the Cardinals, is a really rough start for Miles Michaelis. Through th three innings, he's already got 78 pitches, eight hits, four runs, all of them earned. He does have five Ks. So there's that. No? We're already there. Uh, we're uh, in the bottom of the third inning, and we're, we're, we're searching for positives. I guess. For Miles Michaels. Anthony, he in is, your opinion, is this season already a failure? I would say so. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, now do they, they, do they have enough time to come back? Yeah. Do they still have 161 more of these after after this game? Yes. Yeah, there goes the perfect season, though. But if you don't, if, if the perfect season's gone, you're deflated in that clubhouse afterwards. You're feeling it. 
You're Adam Wainwright it. comes out. He sings. He sings the national anthem today. Yeah. What does Wayno feel like? You know, when his teammates don't rise to the occasion, when he comes out and belts out the Star Spangled Banner. Well, it's, nobody has bought his country album either. Not one. Not one teammate. Regardless, he, he, sold, he has sold zero. He sold zero copies to his teammates. If Adam Wainwright released a country album, would you buy it? Uh, be honest. Of course. Do no, people buy albums these days, or do they just listen to them on Spotify and Apple Music? Okay, would you buy his Spotify? Yeah. Would or you, download it? Okay. You Whatever you, you kids you say, Marshy. Would you Marsh, Shazam his I mean, song? You, know what he, you know what Jamie's asking you. You don't need to go technical Tom on everybody. Well, is it a digital file or <laughs> like an actual album? <laughs> Vinyl's coming back, okay, Marshy? I'd listen to it. I'd put it on a playlist. There you go. When I'm sitting around... Making some burgers. Yeah. Drinking some beer. Sure. Watching some Cardinals baseball. Mm. Listening Wayne, to Adam Wainwright Wayne country up. music album. Yeah, I can I can hear it now. Mm. Now, would you make sure you played the album watching the Cardinals game when Wayno's on the bump? Yeah, I almost feel like you have to. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I don't see Miles Michaelis making a country music album. Well, he'd probably hate any suggestion we had for a song anyway. So. Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, we would all recommend something different. Jamie would recommend, I don't know, classic rock. I would hit him with some alternative rock. Marsh would hit him with some rap, and he'd hate all of them. He well, would hate every single one of them. Yeah. So, and no coincidence, he's not pitching well right now. Cardinals down 4-1. <laughs> what I like, happens? I like, I like other types of music, Anthony. I know. Other than I, rap music. I'm not pigeonholing you into I, one you're, version. You're an R&B guy. I could see you. A rhythm and blues. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. like the blues, though. They play tonight uh, against the Blackhawks. Music. Candlelight. You guys want to talk to Kerber about that? Let's do it. Chris Kerber next in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So we attempted to flag down Chris Kerber. He's in Chicago. He went to, apparently went to Cubs Brewers opening day, and he, he brought us some good luck because the Brewers lost to the Cubs today. So that's good, right? Yeah, of course About the is. only time you're going to root for the Cubs? Going to play uh, the Brewers? Are we really rooting for the Cubs? Not really. Yeah, who, who, who would you be rooting for, though? Both of these teams are about in and the same, no? I mean, I view the Brewers as more of a threat, so I guess I'm going to – Root against them? You know who else is a threat? Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill, the Canadian. The Canadian bacon, baby. Hey, do you remember when we were doing our home run derby picks? And yeah. I said, you know, the guy that did all the damage last year is Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, I remember you, you saying that, James. Yeah. yeah. Remember when I said then my guy's Jordan Walker today? Yeah. Yeah. I should have went with Tyler O'Neill. Should have, but you just didn't have the bells to do it, huh? No, I didn't. Hmm. I don't know if it was the bells or the smarts. Either way. Nah, they're kind of intertwined sure sometimes trust me yeah the bells make a lot of bad decisions they're connected the so brain doesn't stop them <laughs> can tyler o'neill though keep this up for a, a full 162 absolutely okay can. that's what I'll i thought i just wanted to confirm i'll take it for 16 guys whatever you see on opening day that's pretty much what you see for the can full bank yeah. on okay. all year so miles yeah. michaelis is going to have the worst 
season yeah. of his life. Yeah, it's the contracts, Anthony. It's the contract. It's the new contract. It's the new contract got to him, and Tyler O'Neill, yeah, might be the greatest uh, Cardinal ever known to man. Uh-huh. Probably. We should extend him right now. Yeah, I would. In the middle of the game. Yeah. In the middle of the game, you see Mo down there with a piece of paper. <laughs> God, that would be awesome. It's like windy. It like it flies out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> it like goes onto He's the, got onto the field. He's got Gersh, and he's, it's on his back, signing it all Gersh's back. That'd be funny. Gersh is like, I'm going to text the fast lane later and complain about Mo. Yeah. <laughs> where's oh, where's my burner phone? Get me my the 618. 618 number. Yep. So no uh, no curbs. You couldn't, we couldn't, uh, couldn't flag him down. That's all right. I don't blame him. They got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Opening day, all that stuff. Taking on the Blackhawks. How do the now the Blackhawks won three cups, three cups in five five years. Six. They won, they won 20, 2010, 2012, and twenty fifteen, right? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen and yeah. twenty fifteen. Yes. I thought it was three cups in six years. I could be. I think it's five. Either way, it's three. Either way. Yep, three cups. Three cups. Yep. How do you avoid though? I, again, ever anybody would take any team fan base they take that. It's six. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Take that, Tony. But five minus zero is five. But you add the zero. Guys, I think we're focusing on something that doesn't matter. Okay. Regardless, (laughs) three three cups in five or six years, uh, pretty, pretty good feat. Yes. How do you avoid being the Blackhawks? after the fact or is it just one of those things where you pay the freight because you're paying guys that helped you win you're giving up future assets to make your club better to extend the championship window and it's just one of those deals where guys are going to get older they're not going to match what they're making and then the wheels fall off and you have to rebuild so i already feel like doug armstrong has avoided a lot of the downfall of the Blackhawks the way they did things because if you remember at the end of their little run they had Jonathan Taze Patrick Kane Duncan Keith uh, Brent Seabrook they had a whole bunch of guys on long-term team killer deals yeah you look at the Blues they really don't have that I mean they just re-upped Thomas and Cairo, but that's post Stanley Cup. That's not a reactionary signing. Yeah, to they winning didn't a sign cup. them because they helped that's win right. the cup. And yeah. you look at, you know, the Colton Pareko deal and you know other deals that are out there. I feel like Doug Armstrong would have made those deals with or without winning the cup. Yeah. So anyways, I feel like the Blues will avoid that situation i think they have already i think this team right now even though you call it a retool or whatever going into next season it's not as bad as what the blackhawks ended up going to they just like fell off the cliff now they got three cups out of that run too and and there's a lot of people in this fan base that would say hey uh you give me three stanley cups i'll take four or five years of misery after that no doubt yeah there's others that would say no screw that i don't want to have a team that's embarrassing ever yeah but i do feel like army has done a good job of avoiding that uh the floor dropping out from this this hockey club yeah so far it reminds me it reminds me of the the baseball giants they won three they won in 2010 2012 and 2014 Got back to the playoffs in 2016, and then they had to go through a rebuild. 
they paid guys that helped win them, you know, win them those those games. They 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 traded prospects to make sure that they continued, you know, to have the 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 contender. And then they fell off. It's just uh, it's just kind of natural with that. Do we have curbs? All right. So hey, uh, curbs. I got you guys. There we go. Hey, I, we know that you're you're at Wrigley Field today. So sorry, we didn't know if uh, if the 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 line was getting through to you or not. But thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, no problem. We're back. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, good, good afternoon at Wrigley Field watching our buddy Ron Culpa work the plate and uh, had a great day. So you, we, we were just having this conversation. Even though it's the Cubs, the Brewers are kind of the bigger threat right now in the NL Central. So kind of liked what we saw today, but it also feels dirty that we're, we're somewhat thinking that the Cubs uh, did a good thing. Felt dirty just being in that stadium, not rooting for either one of those teams. I'm like, there's no way we can get a tie, right? Can we, can we get a, can we get a tie out of this thing? But I will tell you what, guys, that game today went two hours and 21 minutes, and I know there may be some controversy for some. And I'm a diehard baseball fan; have been my whole life. I love the pitch clock. Yes, but yeah, do, do you feel as though I mean you're somebody that covers hockey all the time? You you've got you've got a game that is always in motion. It's con- it's it's constant. The tempo is there. The flow of the game is always there. It's part of the game. Did do you like that that happened to in, to, in baseball? That rule got implemented. You know what it did? It, it 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 just got rid of a lot of the baloney that you didn't need. The guys stepping out, you know, when they weren't even looking down to third base. You know, a, a pitcher that might throw two pitches every sixty seconds now is throwing at least three. I just, I thought the pace was there. And to be honest with you, I'm going to be shocked if over the course of a time, and it's not going to be without its glitches or challenges here or there. I'm going to be shocked if over the course of some time, this doesn't, uh, like, like the players themselves don't all absolutely fall in love with this because the pitchers, you get into a rhythm. The hitters get in there and they hit. I, uh, I, I thought it was actually fantastic to watch how that was working today. Curbs, to shift gears a little bit here and look at it from a different perspective, with the pitch clock being in there and speeding things up, how much do you think that affects the broadcasters and the sponsorship that has to get squeezed in there? Because I feel like there's going to be a lot of, you know, impromptu advertisements that have to get in there. The the broadcasters have to keep the feet moving too. Can't just isolate one thing for too long. Well, I mean, you've seen how you you guys do it on the TV side, how we do it on the radio side. Yep. It's not going to impact the sponsor thing. You're, you're going to get those in. It, it will impact the pacing. Uh, you know, John and, and Ricky and Mike, they're, they're going to have to, you know, if, just figure out kind of the different pacing. Ricky's probably on the color side, going to have to get in and out a little bit quicker, as will John. And maybe over the course of 162 games, too, you're going to miss a foul ball here, a base hit there, that kind of stuff. I mean, that, that kind of thing's going to happen because you still want the broadcast to be conversational, welcoming, entertaining, humorous, put all the factors into it. But no doubt, it's, it's even, like I stood on the concourse uh, there at Wrigley today and listened to about a half inning of, of their broadcast coming through the speakers just to hear the pacing of what those guys were doing because I'm curious exactly like you just were, Jamie. So um, all in all, I, I just think it's, it's even going to make, honestly, if it's going to make for a better product for the fans in the stadium to watch, it's going to make for that good of a product to listen to on, t- uh, on the radio or watch on TV because that pace will translate and the broadcasters are so damn good, the ones that we have, that uh, they're, they're going to do a great job with it. I, I think it's, I really do think it's good all the way around. And look, you, you guys have probably said this a hundred times. 
The only, the only people to blame if they don't like it are the players and the managers and the general managers themselves. They're the ones that put the game, like, they're the ones that basically put the neutral zone trap into baseball for, you know, a decade and a half, right? And you had to create some rules to get out of it. I'm, I'm a big fan of what I saw today. Curbs, Anthony just asked me an interesting question. Anthony, I don't want to word it incorrectly regarding the Blackhawks and the Blues and Doug Armstrong. Can you ask Curbs? that question because i found it to be a, a really good question oh well thank you jamie yeah, yeah it was happy great to. i was actually in shock <laughs> you shocked that i asked the good yeah, question I mean, it doesn't happen very often but man we gotta celebrate no it. that makes sense uh by the way we were talking to chris kerber voice of the blues as the blues take on the blackhawks tonight at the united center Kerbs, what i asked jamie was is there any way every fan base every team will will take three cups three stanley cups in in six years like the blackhawks had but I was wondering, is it avoidable to have the crash that they had, the full rebuild that they had to, to go through, when you have to pay the guys that helped you win, you had to you know, sell off future assets to make sure that your, your, your championship window was still open, at, like the Blackhawks did at the trade deadline. Is there any way to win like they did and avoid the rebuild uh, you know, that, they, that, that certainly followed? There, so... There's a couple of factors there. There's no way to avoid the rebuild. Like, you just can't. Because eventually, you, if you've got good enough players to win you a Stanley Cup, uh, to, to keep some of those players for a while, you're, you're going to be sacrificing future draft picks, future prospects, whatever. Can you avoid the big one? though? So the one we've seen Buffalo go through, what we saw Edmonton go through. And what I really do think you're going to see Chicago go through now of a five, six-year one. Can you avoid that? Yes. How do you do that? You've got to make sure that when you're drafting in the mid-20s like the Blues have been drafting or in the second round, you're getting good players. You're the Chicago Blackhawks. You've got to make sure you're getting some Alex DeBrinkets. And then you can't trade the guys away. You've got to keep them there. You've got to be shrewd as a general manager. So you're, to me, the best way to avoid it is your scouting department has to be superb and you've got to get some hits late 20s, second round, third round kind of players. The other thing you got to do is you've got to have a little bit of a full-blooded general manager that's just going to make some moves and is going to look and is going to say, hey, look, look, I'd like David Backus for three years. I, wouldn't, I don't know that I want David Backus for five. And if he wants five, he's got to walk and, and be willing to turn the page and not be emotional about it. And if you can do that, you can churn things around a little bit. I think this year fell off the table more than the Blues would have expected. Um, I would have loved to have seen what this year would have looked like had Vladimir Tarasenko been traded at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and then maybe you, you keep another guy like a David Perron or something. But, but even then, if you try to milk everything you can out of the David Perrons, the Ryan O'Reilly's and those guys, you're eventually going to inevitably fall into that, uh, that, that deep rebuild. So to me, the way to best avoid it is the way the Blues are, are doing it right now. Because with 32 teams in the league in the parity, I, I don't think we're going to see a ton of teams doing what the Tampa Bay Lightning have just done. So uh, is it possible? Yeah. But you, you've just got to be shrewd as a general manager, and then you've got to hit. I mean, the Dallas Stars had to get Robertson, you know, after the first round to, to make a difference. And if, if Robertson doesn't hit for the Dallas Stars, they're nowhere near where they are right now. So got to get a little luck in there too, I think. Curbs, last one we got for you here today. Uh, how much fun is it? watching Jake Neighbors and his journey here into his first season in the NHL. I'm actually, Jamie, enjoying more the, the, the personality of the young man off the ice. He could sit next to him in his locker and, his, and have a great conversation with him. 
he was getting off the plane yesterday, and I went, uh, you know, and I went knuckles neighbors. It's like, it's like our version of, you know, of, uh, of, of Niles there with the Montreal Canadiens. And he actually knew what I was talking about, right? And, uh, and, and the fact that he does that, it's terrific. Uh, I don't know if he's going to end up top three, top six. He definitely has the skill to end up top nine. But it looks like you've got a player that is going to be eventually coming into the mold of what we've seen from Braden Shen, and every team needs those. So I, I love what we're seeing from him, and because he's such a good personality, man, can you root for him easily. Curbs, we appreciate you uh, joining us today. We know you got a busy schedule, both, both going to Wrigley Field and then be, uh, getting ready to be on the broadcast tonight as the Blues take on the Blackhawks. But we appreciate it. Have a good trip home, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, have an awesome time out there. Good luck today. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Chris Kerber, Thanks, Voice of the Blues, right here on 101 ESPN and, the, and your home of the Blues. Pre-game starting, I believe that's 630 because we get a 730 puck drop tonight. Yeah, I think you're right. Jamie, we always have that in the studio. We have that nice yeah. billboard that Mike Ryder puts together for us on the screen. And we can oh, yeah, say, all right, right there, pregame show. It's a wonderful job uh, making sure that we uh, are able to see that. Yes. Otherwise, uh-huh. I don't know if we would understand what to do. I can guarantee you we wouldn't. Oh, I know that. It's yeah. like color-coded. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. The whole nine yards. That whole thing is beautiful. Was- I don't know what to do, though, like you said, when that thing is not there. Yeah. We're going off memory. I feel naked yeah. without it. We guess. Uh-huh. I feel do. naked right now. He's right. Oh, you are. We guess. Oh. Yeah, you got to put on some clothes, Mark. Okay. That's Andrew Marsh. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. It's Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're live at the Budweiser Brew House inside Ballpark Village. All the coverage today, our opening day coverage, brought to you by Budweiser Rawlings and by Green Envy. We have our sports six-pack next in the Fast Lane, live from Ballpark Village. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Answer the question. Answer the question. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Schlafly Beer, the original St. Louis craft brewery. Well, Brennan Donovan just hit one of at least 15 home runs this season, boys. He has tied the game 5-5, bottom of the floor. He's going to try and do it all the time now, Anthony. Brendan Donovan, despite Jamie's unwavering pessimism earlier today yeah. in the show when I said my bold prediction was Brendan Donovan, at least 15 yeah. home runs, Marsh, he's got one on the board. Hey, Cardinals are losing right now if uh, Brendan Donovan hits a double right there. Exactly. Well said, yeah. Marsh. Oh, really? Yeah. Well said. What a yeah. Goldie hammers went out of the park. Well, hasn't happened. Yeah, yet. hasn't happened yet. The guy's over for Deuce. MVP year's clearly getting what? to him. Is it October? The regression has already started. Time for the Sports Six, back. Question number one. Uh, right out of the gate from the 314, did Rivs park his truck in front of <laughs> Why don't, you tell them, why don't you tell them where you're parked there, uh, Jamie? <laughs> we don't want to give out the exact location. I can't give the exact location. Let's just say <laughs> that. Uh, why don't you give the, the vicinity? I'm about 20 feet from the front door. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. They were expecting me, Anthony. I, I rolled up. I literally rolled up. Said, hey, uh, ESPN, 101 ESPN. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a spot for you. Yeah. Great. <laughs> he pulled through and this guy waving his arms. I said, okay, that must be my guy. Yeah. Drive over and. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of the guys at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Has a, a spot literally 
the closest spot you can get to the front door. Not even a spot. It's not, it wasn't actually. It really isn't a spot. <laughs> it's not even a spot. They just opened a spot. <laughs> he told me, back right in here. It's incredible. I said, you got it. Did you text us in our group chat, this parking stuff's easy? Yes, I yes. did. <laughs> With pictures. I said, this parking Meanwhile, easy. Anthony's spending a half hour trying to find a parking spot. I'm 20. <laughs> Jamie's 20 steps away. I'm 20 blocks away. <laughs> I got here at 150. That's all right. Jamie's the stuff. Question number two. All right. From the 816, who is the first to fail in terms of team aspect? Will it be the pitching or the hitting? Pitching. I would say pitching is a pretty good bet. <laughs> I would have said that before this game. Uh, I'm going to maintain it now that we've seen uh, four innings or so. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest question mark for the Cardinals is the rotation. And, you know, one, the consistency that they can get out of each guy and how how many innings they can get out of these guys. Because Miles Michaelis only four innings today. Yeah. That starts to tax your bullpen. This is one of the things they had. I, was it last year or the year before? Last two years. The last two years. Two years ago, it was definitely a problem. Yeah, where they just burned out the bullpen. Yeah. You can't have that happen. No. Like, I know it's not like it used to be where guys are pitching like Bob Gibson nine innings every single time. But you, you got you to get past the fourth thing. Preferably, it'd be nice if you got past the fifth inning. Put a little less stress on your bullpen. And I don't know, maybe one or two guys every now and then get to the seventh inning? That'd be nice. Call me crazy. What? I was waiting for Grant. I was too, yeah. Usually three. it's my fault. There you go. Uh, from the 636, if it's you were... Grant's not there. We fired him. <laughs> uh, from the 636, if you were off work today, where would you be watching the game? Oh, at right home, here. at a bar, downtown? Right here at the Budweiser Brew House. Me too. Why wouldn't mm -hmm. I be? Look at this. Look at this place. It's hopping. It's hopping. Yeah. Great people. Having I'd be, fun. I'd be with Jamie well and Marshy at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, we would. And we would have been here since about 10 a.m. Yeah, I believe there's some kind of breakfast on the menu. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's got breakfast tacos. Barley I can breakfast. smell something right now, and it smells fantastic. Ooh, that was Anthony. He had the... No, I don't think it's Anthony. I, I, he had the I, sausage. No, you don't... Yeah. I, I <laughs> you know what? <laughs> they actually had, like, sausage patties upstairs. Uh, you're talking about food, yeah. yeah. And I found it very ironic. Uh, because if you were up there, you wouldn't have ate it. Yeah, no. but we had an interesting question from the text line yesterday. and saying Anthony wouldn't wouldn't eat an Italian sausage. Yeah, I've seen you take down an <laughs> Italian sausage. I bet you have several, actually. Italian sausage would be different. Yes. Well, what's the Why? difference? Because it's the best tasting of the sausages. Oh, that's what they say, but. Sausage patty? No. Sausage doesn't come in a patty. <laughs> what? I don't think. I mean, maybe. It shouldn't. Every now and then. Sausage McMuffin. Sausage. Yeah, but Question why do you, number why do you four. revert to sausage patty right away? We said Italian those, sausage. They have the sausage link. Because the, because the sausage patty is what I think about when the rage comes bubbling up within me. I don't like us. I don't. 
That's that. When I say I don't like sausage, I probably should specify. I don't like the sausage patty. You'll, oh, but you'll take down an Italian, an Italian sausage. sausage. Yeah. All day long, Jamie. Okay. Are those the ones that are like connected to each other? The links. I mean, nope. they can be depending on how you. Yeah, order I guess. It. I, yeah, it's true. Never yeah. know. Yeah. Depends yeah. on how you order. Depends <laughs> on what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Question number four uh, from the three one four. Are we already seeing the cards out hit their problems? So far, so good. I also have some concerns, though, about the no shifting on the other side. Oh, boy. When you have a bunch of ground ball pitchers. This was brought up before, and we're like, yeah, well, elite defense. I thought it was going to be the solution. Boy, a lot, a lot of ground balls are finding holes today. A lot of balls and a lot of holes, Jamie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Too I don't many. know what you're seeing. I'm seeing the exact same thing as yeah. you are, Anthony. Uh, but so far, so good. Yeah, you're out hitting your problems. Question number five. We just got a text that says, the Cubs are winning the Central. Go, Cubs, go. Oh, come on. Are you serious? They are 618. They are leading the division. Not yet. If it's from a 618. They are. They are. Yeah, they're they are. They're 1-0. Oh. They are. The Brewers are 0-1. The Cardinals are uh, to be determined. To be TBD, mm. they call that. Mm-hmm. All right, from the 314, we have the final four this weekend. This one uh, coming from 314. Did the missed timeout call in the Memphis FAU game completely change the outcome of this year's March Madness tournament? I know, you know, the nature, I get the nature of the question. FAU still had to get through, fair, you know, they, okay, so they, they, they beat Memphis, then they beat Fairleigh Dickinson. They had to go through, who'd they knock off? It wasn't uh, Purdue, because Purdue got knocked off by Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, it went FAU. Tennessee? They, they played, it's no, Tennessee? they played Princeton, right? No. No, no, no. Different. I think they played Tennessee, and then they just got through. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think you're right. Why don't we just check? Why don't we just check? The bottom line is, if you're that good to, to reach the final four, I don't. Uh, yeah, they benefited from the non-timeout, but to 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 beat the teams that they did to get to this point, it's legit. They did. They beat Tennessee. They beat Tennessee and somebody else. Tennessee. Tennessee. They beat Duke. No, I'm sorry. They beat Memphis. Then they beat Fairly Dickinson. Dickerson. Uh, then Tennessee. And then and then they beat Kansas State. There you go. There we go. We finally figured it out. T -t Tennessee. What I really do. Down and out. Losing ground. Question number six. Wow, we made it to question six? We're way off. We're way oh, off. are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We, we, already, we don't care. We already screwed this up. Uh, all right, nobody's listening. So uh, the 636 text in, across the league, pitching's looking pretty rough right now. Do you think the WBC has had any effect on some of these starters so far today? Uh, I don't like know. Like Miles Michaelis, do you think? No. Yeah, but how many guys are pitching today that had they nothing to not do with it? Yeah. I, I mean, Jacob deGrom did not pitch in the WBC. He went three and two-thirds. He allowed six hits, five runs. That's not good. Did he actually? He did. He allowed five runs. And he had a great spring. I know he did the injury early on, but he came back. His, his spring was outstanding, and he got lit up. Yeah. So, Some say that spring training doesn't matter. But those people are fools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course it does. Of course it matters because the Cardinals were the Grapefruit League champions. 
They're going to be the World Series champions. Is that the banner they hung today? I think Probably. so. I thought it said National yeah. League Central it's Division champions from 2022. It actually said 2023 Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Right. Uh, Domination. Grapefruit yeah. I believe is what yeah. it said. Yeah, as of right now, the hitters, the hitters are seemingly ahead of the pitchers. How about Baltimore? They went 10-9. to nine. Yeah, Adley Rushman, huge day. Huge day. I think he got on base six times. Is that all? Went five for five. That Baltimore team's good. They're going to be really good. Mm -hmm. If they get the pitching, mm -hmm. they're going to be good. Of course, they have a stacked division. But. All right, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Stalter. We'll, uh, we'll update you on what we're seeing at uh, Bush Stadium next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're still tied up at Bush Stadium 5-5 as the Cardinals and the Blue Jays play at Bush Stadium for the home opener for the Cardinals. Opening day around Major League Baseball. Updating you on some of the scores. The Rangers up 9-6 right now on the Phillies in the bottom of the fifth. The Twins have a 2-0 lead on the Royals mid midway through the seventh. The pitchers duel, though, is supposed to be Max Scherzer and Sandy Alcantara. The Mets are up 5-3 now in the top of the seventh. The Pirates and Reds. 4-4 tie in the bottom of the fifth. We told you the Cardinals are all tied up with the Blue Jays 5-5. Finals from earlier today, the Braves knocked off the Nationals 7-2. The Yankees beat the Giants 5-0 behind Garrett Cole's six innings of work and 11 Ks. Baltimore had a big lead against Boston. Boston came back, but the Orioles did hold on for a 10-9 victory. The Cubs beat the Brewers 4-0. And the Rays shut out the Tigers 4-0. Tyler O'Neill, two-run home run in this one. Brennan Donovan, two-run home run to erase uh, some spotty work by Miles Michaelis today. Not, not a great outing thus far for Miles Michaelis, but the offense has been as advertised, boys. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Miles Michaelis would have liked to have had a better performance. I know for a fact he would have liked to go past four innings, but it wasn't to be for whatever reason, and... This is something that maybe this year plays to the Cardinals, not advantage, but in years past, the Cardinals haven't had the offense where you're like, eh, oh well, yeah. we're not out of it. I feel like that's the offense this year. Last year, the second half of it kind of felt that way for a while when yeah. Pujols was, on, was clicking, Goldie was going, Arnado was going. Like you felt like, you know what? We're one base hit away from one of these guys putting up a cricket number right after that with a couple of ding-dong Johnsons. Yeah. So I don't know what to think yet. Obviously, it's game one of 162. I think you have to highlight the fact or circle that the Blue Jays, are, they're a good team. They've got a good roster. They've got a lot of bats that can eat out there. Yeah. And so Miles Michaelis, maybe not having his, his A game, just got exposed a little bit. You know, like, who's to say that any other pitcher wouldn't have had the same struggles because the Blue Jays have a deep roster. Yeah, they paid a lot of money to George Springer's three for three today with three runs scored. Their drafting and developing has been outstanding. Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, Alejandro Kirk. They made the big trade last year for Matt Chapman. They made the big trade this offseason for Dalton Varsho, who's got 
a hit and driven into. So you're right, Jamie, up and down this Toronto lineup. We're seeing two really good lineups today. Alec Manoa, their guy, their, their ace, who is a legit ace, Cardinals took him took him to task today. He was out two in the fourth, I think. Yeah, he only went three and a third. Nine hits allowed, five runs, two walks, only struck out three, and he gave up both home runs to the Cardinals. Brennan Donovan has carried his spring training over into the regular season thus far. I know it's early. But Donovan is just, I mean, two for three, two runs scored, two ribbies, and uh, the home run, Jamie. He has he started this last year in spring training. Yeah. And he hasn't stopped. I mean, it's pretty incredible. I, I don't know about you, Anthony, but I, I'm not afraid to admit that I had no idea who Brendan Donovan was. Oh, I didn't either. Last year in spring training, I remember watching the very first time that I saw him play, and I was like, he looks the part. He's got the long hair and beard. And like, yeah, he looks like he's a ball player. Yeah. And then he just kept getting on base and kept hearing his name over and over and over. And then finally, uh, they break camp. He's on the roster. And you're like, okay, all right, we'll see. It's just never gone away at all from the Cardinals roster. Yeah, utility. Yeah, maybe he'll be a utility player, and that's about it. But, you know, hey, go for it, right? So, Donovan today, two for three. Again, uh, two runs, said the two RBI. Lars Newpar, nobody, nobody's pepper grinding today. I think there's people grinding. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, getting warmed up for it, you know? I've seen a lot of people out there uh, twisting yeah. both hands, getting they're, ready. They're warming, but loosening up no actual grinding yet he's over two. No. so let's just say he but i do see it happening here he goes over for gopher today uh doesn't really get anything going with the bat yeah you gotta cut him is dylan carlson immediately jumping into the lineup in game two or do you give this full lineup some runway before you start making some changes if i'm molly marmal i keep changing it on the fly as we go here uh and not because i'm punishing anybody but i don't want it I don't want to give the illusion to any of the players that you're set, and if you're on the outside looking in right now, you're screwed. I yeah. want it to be a very fluid rotation of players in the outfit. And I'm not talking about, like, every guy gets a turn out of the lineup. I'm not talking about that, but I think that if you look at Lars Newbar, if you look at Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, I can't see him coming out right now and whatnot, but to me... The consistency of kind of keeping it active helps. I don't know if you disagree with that or not. I, obviously, if you hit, you play. I understand that. Yeah. But if you get one game, like today, let's say it doesn't go great for Newpar, it's not like it's automatic. Oh, yeah, well, that guy sucks. Uh, Mike Matheny did that. Mike Matheny, if you went Colton Wong talked about it when he got to Milwaukee. Randall Gritchick talked about it when he got to Toronto. He, th those, those were two guys that felt... Two young guys that felt if they went 0 for 4 the, the, the day before, they weren't going to be in the lineup the next day. That's kind of toxic, but don't you think? it's dangerous because Absolutely. You, you constantly feel like you're chasing the Exa game. No, yeah. I agree. So I don't think that I'll be going to do that. I don't like it. Anthony. I, I was agreeing you, with you, Jamie. I it's, understand it's you not holding good. people accountable, but yeah. that's a little extreme. No, I hold Mo. Listen, I hold Mo accountable. I don't, I don't. So if the Cardinals lose today, what? You fire Mo? No, you fired uh, Ollie. Why Ollie? You said oh, you hold Mo accountable. Hey, you can't lose games. Get the next but guy Anthony, in there. Anthony, you literally said my job is to hold Mo accountable. Right. But, uh, so that, uh, therefore, I'm going to fire Ollie. What the hell's wrong with you? 
I'm speaking through Mo. You're really confused. You know what? It sounds like the 6-1 hate's been getting to you. I think Anthony might be the 6-1 hate. Let me see your phone. We already you got a new cell number. Remember <laughs> yesterday when he tried he tried saying that the 6-1 hate was, was Gersh. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just some mind games. It's actually Anthony texting in under the table. Guys. He does his best. You work know what there. it was? He didn't actually drop his his rundown yesterday. He dropped his burner phone and went to pick it up and hit his head on the table. God, did you smack your head, too. I tried to replay that over and over last night. Yeah. I just couldn't believe how hard you hit your head on the desk. I was making dinner. <laughs> I look over my cell phone, and Jamie, in our group chat, to Marsh, goes, Marsh, send me the audio of Anthony hitting his head. <laughs> I, I was trying to describe it to Ashley, and I'm like, you got to hear it. Like, you're not going to believe how frigging hard he hit his head on the desk. I came up pretty hard on that. I mean, you, it sure came did. through the microphones. Yeah. Yeah. It was that loud. KC Learn came over and said, hey, my microphone is picking up a loud thud Yeah, over the here. clock fell off the wall in the studio. Yeah. What happened? Anthony smoked his head. That's fine. Mm -hmm. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We're live at Ballpark Village inside the Budweiser Brewhouse. Sports, more of it, next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN live from Ballpark Village inside the Budweiser Brew House as the Cardinals are taking on the Blue Jays opening day at Bush Stadium. Top of the six right now, the Blue Jays and Cardinals all tied at five apiece. The Cardinals trailed at 1.30 after the first inning, but they uh, came back in the bottom of the first with a Nolan Arenado RBI single. Blue Jays would add to their lead 4-1, but a pair of Two-run home runs, one by Tyler O'Neill, one by Brendan Donovan, has us currently tied at 5-all again at Bush Stadium. Jamie? Got our guy on the mound, too. Yeah, Drew Verhagen yeah. is on the hill. You know, we didn't mention earlier when we were talking about Miles Michaelis, and he did struggle. Allowed 10 hits, five runs. All five of it was earned. Six Ks for Miles Michaelis and three and a third. Zach Thompson came in, inning and inning and two thirds, only allowed one hit, three Ks, and yeah, Marshall, but that was a big hit. What? He, he allowed a big hit. Okay, that's a strike got three in an inning and two thirds. I thought he looked good. Marsh loved his curveball. I did. He went up and down, it looked like a roller coaster. It was just a whoo. He had that looping right. curveball. That's how Marsh huh? feels when he's watching sweet. Zach Thompson. Yeah, that's how I feel when I watch this team in general, Anthony. But huh. uh, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked pretty good. The breaking ball looked sharp. Sharp stop. Do you guys, are you guys concerned at all about <laughs> what we're seeing yes. uh, with the ground balls? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, all serious. Like, I know it's no, game no, one. No, I know. Like, I've noticed that there's a lot of soft contact. And we mentioned Miles Michaelis. If you want to say he got lit up, sure. But, like, there was no... Hits that were, you know, out of this world. We're like, oh wow, he roped that ball. It's like, yeah. no, they're little bloop singles over the over the second baseman, over the shortstop, like finding holes. Like, 
nothing that really impressed me by any means. But yeah, I mean, the shift and whatnot has certainly impacted how this game has gone so far. We're talking about a rotation that is mostly pitchers that, that are going to get ground balls. That's what they do. Miles Michaelis, generate ground, ball, ground balls. Steven Matz, generate ground balls. Jordan Montgomery, for the most part, is somebody that is going to, I hate to say pitch to contact. They're not pitching to contact, but they're not high strikeout guys. They're going to rely on their defense, and that's the way that the Cardinals are built. They have a ballpark that largely plays, benefits the pitchers, and they've got an infield that features uh, four gold glovers. So, so don't you think that plays to the Cardinals' advantage? I would think so over the course like, of the Like I know we're isolating, games. we're isolating a few soft hits today, but over the course of the season, I feel like it's going to benefit the Cardinals. I can't imagine any other or many other infields that have the defensive capabilities that the Cardinals do. So no. I still feel like at the end of the day, it's going to be a good thing. I, I would think so, too. Just one of those things where it's like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried right this second, mm -hmm. but it, it is something that I've noticed through, through six innings, through five innings today, where the ball is, is really finding holes, especially in the infield. And maybe it's just a, one of those single instances. We had the gauntlet question the other day, about the Colorado Rockies scoring the most runs against the Cards last year, yes. and Miles Michaelis pitched in that game, and it was very similar to how things looked early in this one. Yeah. Just the soft contact, the, the balls finding holes. That's baseball, and they had the shift last year, and the same thing was happening. Right. So it could just be a one-game instance, and maybe it happens throughout the, the whole season at some points and you know whatnot. It's 162 games. This stuff's bound to happen. Yeah. And perhaps it's just happening on opening day. Yeah. Alright boys. I still feel like in the long run the Cardinals the Cardinals will benefit from no shift more than they will I agree. By it. Let's do some predictions. Yes. Let's do some predictions. We haven't done our predictions yet. I suppose I, I predict it's gonna be uh, colder tomorrow. What? You said prediction. I predict it's going to be colder. Tomorrow. I think the Blues are going to win by Guys, a I'm, goal uh, and a half tonight. I'm talking about our MLB oh. season predictions. Oh. Division oh. by division. We didn't say that until just now. And we're going we're gonna to hold ourselves accountable for these, okay? Yes, we must. All right. Jamie. Yeah. Your NL East division winner. Wow. Uh, boy, oh, boy, Anthony. That's a good division, too. Marsh, your what? NL East you division skipping winner. skipping over me? The NL East. I, I'm not allowed to break it down. Hang on, Andrew. I don't like to be rude to you, but Anthony has been quite a jerk. You're just skipping over me as I'm, as I'm you're thinking too long. about. Really? Go ahead. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're going to manage the clock around here? <laughs> Oliver. That's your new name. <laughs> Oliver Sudden. <laughs> <laughs> the bats. Uh, Okay. All right. There, is that fast enough for you? It was. Hang on, Anthony. Let me ask you this. What's the next one you're going to so I can get way ahead of it for you? NL Central. Okay. And then? NL East. Okay. Or West. Uh, I mean. We already did that. West. West. Yeah. Okay, Anthony. There we go. Now I can be really prepared for you, okay? Thank you. Because you, you, know, you run such a tight ship around here. I certainly do. Marsh? Uh, NL East uh, winner, I'm going with the Atlanta Braves. I, too, am going to go with the Braves. I like their pitching above all else. Whatever. And without without uh, Edwin Diaz being signed by the Mets, 
I think they're gonna, the Mets are going to have some issues. Well, he is signed by the Mets. Oliver Diaz. Edwin Perez? Edwin Perez. Who did, what did I say? So they have Edwin Perez and Oliver Sutton in their bullpen. They're fine. Oliver Sutton. They're <laughs> fine. Edwin Diaz is under contract. Anthony. Yeah. He's hurt. You just literally said, without him having him. Edwin Diaz. No, not Edwin Diaz. Oliver Diaz. I don't even know where you're at. Right NL, NL Central, Jamie. Yeah. Well, this one's easy. Cardinals. Marsh. Uh, Cardinals. Despite what we're seeing today out of this pitching staff. Yeah. The Cardinals. Jamie, NL West winner. I'm going Padres. Jamie's going with the Padres. I'm going Padres. Marsh? I think it's the Dodgers. A lot of people aren't giving them enough credit for, like, because, maybe not the credit, but all we're talking about is the Padres. The Padres, they spent all this money. They got all these players. Yeah. The, we're, the Dodgers haven't gone away by any means. Yeah, they lost a few players. Who'd they sign in the offseason? Who's their big signing? Their Clayton, big signing? Clayton Kershaw, one-year deal. Yeah, that's a big one already. 20 mil. Well, you know what? Jamie, I'm going with the Dodgers. Right. When is Timmy tight pants back in the lineup? It's going to be a minute. That's my issue there. I'm going to go with the Dodgers because they're going to get Shohei. Wow. They are. They're, they're going to get Shohei. Shohei already said he doesn't want to stay in the L.A. area. Did he? Did he call you and tell you that? That's what Lars told me. NL wild card team. <laughs> Lars Ulrich. Lars Ulrich. He's the drummer <laughs> Metallica told you that? <laughs> my dream. He would know. <laughs> so we're going by order and standings, right? Right. And, uh, Where are we going? So there's three wild card teams. Who's your first? Uh, I don't know. Go to Marshy. Marshy. Uh, Padres are my first team. Uh, I'll go Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Phillies. I, how are you completely ignoring the Mets? I'm not. You did. You said Braves. And now Phillies. Wild card team two. I understand where you're going Marsh. now. But it's, it's late in the order for the Mets. No. How much money they spent, Anthony? I do. Spending money equals winning. You said that. <laughs> I did not. You did. When you hold Mo accountable, you said that. No. Uh, I'm going with the, who did I say? I said the uh, Phillies are my second team. Jamie? Ah, uh, Braves. The Braves. The Braves. The Braves. I'm going to go with the Padres. Wild card three. There's a third one? Yeah. Who did I pick so far? Dodgers and Braves. Uh, you have the Dodgers and the Braves. The Phillies. I'm going to throw out a random team here. I think the Mets don't make the playoffs. And I, one, I don't like their fan base. Wow. Uh, two, two uh, you know, some injuries, whatnot. Um, I think Pete Alonso takes a year, takes a step back. Okay. Does he have his cleats on when he takes that step back? Uh, no, he sleep, he sleeps in his room? in his equipment, in his uh, attire. Give me a Skip Schumacher-led Miami Marlins to make the third wild card spot. Yeah, right. I'm gonna go with the Mets. Damn it, Anthony Marlins! Come on. What Marlins? I mean, I like. Skip. They got the best pitcher oh in God. baseball. They have the MLB The Show 2023 cover athlete. Are you oh, kidding boy. me? They can't hit, Marshall. You know it. Uh, well, you know what, Anthony? We'll do some American League predictions, some season predictions. And sports. And overall, just some sports next on 101 ESPN. We're right back.
back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, we just broke down the National League. Let's do some American League predictions. Gentlemen, eventually we get to some World Series predictions, huh? Yeah, yeah we will. Uh, yeah, that's great. Jamie, yeah. your AL East winner. AL East, that's going to be a really competitive division. Did I already take too long to answer? Okay, Jamie, don't be bitter, Bob. I'm not. I'm just asking a question. Um, all right, so the AL East, obviously we got the Blue Jays, we got the Yankees, we got the Red Sox, we got the Orioles. Who else in that division? I'm forgetting somebody. Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a really tough division. I mean, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I think that I think that they're they're deep, good team. That's a tough division. I, I'm going Blue Jays. Yeah, this is tough. I wonder, like, if these teams are going to consume themselves over the course of the entire year. Cannibalize? Yeah. I Nice. Um, I'm going to go with the Rays. I'm going to go with the Rays. The Rays? The Rays. Wow, that's kind of bold. I mean, I, I know they're always so. in the mix, but Yankees are going to have a good team. Blue Jays are going to have a good team. Orioles-ish. I mean, I like your pick, Marshall. Honestly, you, I'm could, not being you, could, you could pick any. The only team in this division that I'm not like, eh, not really sold on is the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't I'm not sold on them. I don't absolutely. think they make the playoffs. No, you could, and you could throw Baltimore in there, I think, and we'll get to the wild card teams. I think Baltimore is more of a wild card team, like a lower wild card team. They were but right like, there last year. Yeah, the they, they were. You could throw a dart at the board and be like, that team's winning this division. Yeah, I, I, I really think I do think the Blue Jays have the best pitching though, and they're stacked offensively. So I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays, but I agree with you, Mark. AL Central winner. So Those, this one here is like the best of the worst, right? Pretty much. I mean, pretty the much. Cleveland Guardians ended up having a good, good-ish season last year. I don't know of anybody else in this division. Are the White Sox capable of a bounce back? I just don't know. I'm gonna go with the Guardians. I'm gonna go with the White Sox. They were uh, starting to play some good ball at the end of the year last year, and uh, you know there's a lot of drama with the whole uh, you know Tony Larusa situation, and you know him coming back and being the manager, and how would he gel well with you know the the new generation of players, and it just it just didn't work out as I you know as people may have expected. Actually, a lot of people didn't expect it to work out, and it kind of <laughs> didn't. Uh, but I do think they bounce back. Uh, and have a and have a good year, so I think they're going to win the division. I like the White Sox too. I, I think with uh, Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito, I think that the pitching could carry them this year. And they've got a good lineup. They just are never healthy. That's the issue with the White Sox. They just can't stay healthy. But I'm going to take them this this time around. AL West winner. Uh, AL West. Boy, that's some juggernauts over there too, huh? I mean, this is the Astros. Isn't it a no-brainer? It should be a layup. Although I they don't have Verlander. Well. <laughs> and what's his name? Isn't he out? Altuve's out for a while, too. Yes, he is. He is. I'm still going to go Astros. Who else is going to? Well, the Mariners, I guess. I'm going to take the Mariners. I'm going Astros. I'm going to take the Mariners just because I like them. 
Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Another year for J-Rod. He plays like he's a veteran almost. He's still got a lot of flair like he's a rookie, but but has that presence in the batter's box. Like, he's got the five tools. Like, that's a good team. That's a good team, and I, I think they're going to end up winning the division this year. Uh, but the Astros are going to be right there, too. Like, they're not going anywhere. You take the Mariners? Yeah, I'll take the Mariners as well. All right, Jamie, first wild card team. Uh, I guess, I'm going to go Yankees. Marsh? Yankees. All right, take that back. Take that back. Uh-oh. Astros, first wild card team. I was going to go. All right, Astros for me as well. Jamie, second wild card team. I'm going to go Mariners. Marsh? Yan- uh, Yankees. And Marsh and I are on the same path with Yankees. All right, Jamie. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Boy, oh, boy. The rest of the field is somewhat unimpressive, but I'll go with the Rays. Okay. Marsh. All right, so I've been thinking about this. This is where you look at this entire league and you're like, oh, my goodness. I could either go with the Blue Jays in this situation. I could go with the Orioles in this situation. I haven't even put the Guardians in there. They made the playoffs last year, went to the ALCS. And then you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, who are supposed to have good years. Who knows what they'll do? You stop it. I'm going to leave them out just because they haven't proven anything to me in the last decade, uh, that organization. I'm going with the Baltimore Orioles. I think this Blue Jays team misses the playoffs. Wow. I don't know if the Blue yeah. Jays missing the playoffs, but I do like the Orioles. It's tough. Like, I, I want the Orioles to win because I like teams like that. I like the Mariners. I like the Orioles. Yeah. I like the Rays. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Orioles. The Rays are the team I left out. I know I'm I'm probably going to be – I'll regret that. I love – I would love the Yankees to miss the playoffs. Wow. I would love that. Their pitching is, is incredibly banged up right now. I so. would love to see the Yankees and the Mets miss the playoffs. I, fi- I would find Why? that hilarious. Why? Because it would be funny. Because their fan base would just – would, implode? Yes. Yeah, it Yes, would. and it's so funny to watch. Did you see how upset that fan base was when their beloved Edwin, not Perez, but Edwin Diaz got injured the other day? Well, it's a big injury. Yeah, but, I mean, they were, they thought the world was ending. Well, they don't get to hear the trumpets. <laughs> well, that's I mean, a, that's, that a, that's a, a good, good point. That's a very song. fair point. Come you on. make a good point. I think they're more upset about the song than, than losing Yeah, the probably. Yeah. All right, well, real quick, World Series winners? Or World Series teams with your winner? Teams and winner? Wow. That's a tough one. (laughs) What are we going to be homers? Cardinals, Blue Jays. We had Todd Stottlemyre on here earlier today. If you missed that interview, he was amazing. He was awesome. Download the podcast. That, of course, is brought to you by Dobbs, Tyre, and Otto. I go Blue Jays, Cardinals. Okay. Battle of the Birds. A little bit of a homer thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I'm caught up in the moment right now. Cardinals are back on top. Go Birds. Marsh? I would love to see the Cardinals in the World Series, but when I look at that Atlanta Braves lineup, they are stacked. They look real good. They got good pitching, one through nine. They got dudes in that lineup. And if they can stay healthy, I think they're going to win the the pennant in the National League. And I think the Astros get back, even without Justin Verlander. They won't win the division in my eyes, but they have all of the tools. 
their rookie shortstop from last season won the MVP in the World Series. So don't need uh, Carlos Correa anymore. You got that guy and Jeremy Pena. I think they get back. I think they, I think they win. All these other teams, they, 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 they haven't proven anything in the playoffs, in the postseason. The Astros are there every single year. I see them going back, and I think the Atlanta Braves win the World Series again. All right, I'm going to go with the Dodgers because nobody's talking about them. Everybody's just kind of falling asleep on them. And, again, once they get Shohei Otani, they're probably going to win it all. And then uh, I'm just going to go with the White Sox because he's completely out of left field. Let's go. <laughs> really? Got the White Sox. Wow. Everybody, everybody liked the way. You know, there seems to be that when everybody likes you for yeah. a year or two, and the year that they stop liking you, that's yeah. when they that's when they come about. That's so. what that's what's going to happen to the Blues this year. Miss this, the playoffs. Oh, and then next next year, year going to win the cup. Yeah, absolutely. Going to Did win really like the him cup this year. Well, no one likes Jordan Bennington okay. outside of this city, of course. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap things up live from Ballpark Village. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Live from the Budweiser Brew House in Ballpark Village, it's Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsham, Anthony Salter. The Cardinals are clinging to a one-run lead right now in the top of the seventh as uh, the Cardinals have gotten to their, well, they've been in the bullpen for a while now, but uh, the Cardinals 6-5 right now. Andre Palante is trying to protect the lead. One out. The Blue Jays do have a runner in scoring position. If you miss anything from today's podcast, make sure you download it, 101ESPN.com, or on your 101 ESPN mobile app. It's all brought to you by Dobbs Siren Auto Centers. Marsh, any criticisms or compliments? Yeah, we got a few, a lot of happy birthdays for you, Anthony. Thank you. It's your birthday today. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, big March birthdays here. Anything special for your birthday tonight, Anthony? What are you doing? Uh, Chris and I are going out to eat. Anywhere in particular you'd like to mention? R- Roberto's in South County. You Great go. spot. What's their What's their thing there for you? They've got well, they got a, a chicken spadini that's incredible. Oh, yeah, I like that. Ooh. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. They got that. I haven't had a bad meal at Roberto's. So that's really awesome. Good. Yeah, but yeah, thank you for all the birthday wishes today. I really appreciate it. What was on your your birthday wish list? At what age do you not have a birthday? list like or like a christmas list you oh, know what i'm man, saying it's been a, yeah it's been a while it's been a long you're time like i don't need anything the kids asked me today i think madeline asked me today like when's your when's your birthday party i go there's no birthday yeah. party once you where get are we bit, going to the bowling now yeah once you get a little bit older kiddo there's yeah. no there's no birthday party they don't they don't care about the birthday party for you they want to do stuff for your birthday exactly. for them they, Anthony, i think what you what they should do is get you a bounce house for your okay. birthday. That that's really fun. what they want. Yes. Did you you, you you know you realize this, like right now you no longer have a birthday. Correct. Your birthday becomes an extension of a play date for your kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Hey, we're celebrating your birthday, Dad. Yeah. No, you're not. No, don't be like that. <laughs> See, yeah, we are, kids. <laughs> I love SpongeBob. Yes. I love a SpongeBob cake. I love the the balloons. I'll wear the hat. 
<laughs> yes. Can we go to the bounce house? Just make sure mommy gets daddy lots of alcohol. Yeah. And I will be <laughs> your pineapple under the sea. There, there you go. Nice. Wow, you connected that very well, Jamie. Favorite little. Marsha, that I think is on the birthday wish all the, the birthday wish list all the time. It's just booze. Okay. Just just alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, all gotcha. three of us are March birthdays. We are, yeah. Jamie is at the uh Jamie well I guess oh, we're closer in... 16th or 17th? 18th. No, 16th, Anthony. 16th. Uh, I was right the first 16th time. because I always used to say way back in the day in my younger days, you know, yeah. say I pitch in both ends of the double header. Because you go March 16th and then St. Patty's Day the next 17th. day. There you yeah. go. So Jamie's Bob Gibson esque performances. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so Jamie's March 16th. I'm the 19th. You're the 19th. Yeah, so I actually am the complete opposite where it goes St. Patty's Day. I actually get a day off, unlike Jamie, uh, to regroup, you Sometimes know, just focus. Sometimes that day off makes you feel worse the next day. The, two, the second yeah. day. Yeah, hey, that's true. When you keep going, you know, like, okay, you know, three's a streak. Yeah, call yeah. that a, a bender. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I respect the hell out of it. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, Anthony, you're on the 30th. I'm the 30th. To yep, round out go. the great month of March. BT left the show because he was not a March birthday. Mm -hmm. In fact, we we asked him to leave because he's not a March birthday. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the fact that he's Valley Sports Midwest. He got the great opportunity to do more games this year, and the travel schedule was hectic. It was. Uh, we asked him to leave the band because he wasn't born at any point during the month of March. Or legally change his birthday. Which Can you do that? I thought was fair. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. Legally, yeah. though? You can legally I mean, you can illegally change your birthday. Andrew, you can legally change your name to a symbol. So well, I, I, I know you can change your name, but can you change your birthday? Well, I, I think I, here, here's our problem, Marsh. BT didn't even look into it. Yeah. You know? So. No, he didn't even try. No. Wow. Not one bit. That's, that's incredible. So uh, compliment to... Uh, our guy, Wilson Contreras, just threw a runner out. He looks pretty good behind the plate. What do you guys think? It's weird not having Yadier Molina back there. You know, I, I think that the fact that Wilson Contreras has not been a storyline at all plays to the fact that he has had a seamless transition. He just looks, it looks like he's been here for years. Uh, you know, I, I, I really, Sean Murphy would have been great. Yeah. You know, if they would have, if they would have traded for him, fantastic. If they would have traded for Alejandro Kirk, like was, it was, you know, mentioned at one point, okay. But they really did get somebody that knows the division. Fans know him. Fans have rooted against him for a long time. He plays with an edge. Respects Yadier Molina, and you didn't break the bank for him. I mean, that contract is very, is very doable. So I think that they, they, when it's all said and done, I think they got the best guy to replace Yadier Molina. I really do. 6-6, six, six, by the way, now that the Blue Jays have tied it up. Yeah, it's quite a few runs out there. But, yeah, Contreras is uh, – he's a great pivot. He's a great pivot for the Cardinals, in my opinion. We did – You get a guy with some leadership ability. You get a guy that can swing the bat. You can throw guys out. Seems like a good team guy. For sure. That's good. Good pivot. We did get a text from the uh, 636. Anthony wouldn't be able to slam his head around in a bounce house. It's a pretty good idea. He'd find a way. You know that. <laughs> He'd find a way. I probably He'd come would. Flying out of that bounce house into the side of the house or something. Yeah. Into the neighbor's fence. Very true. Or you know, I'm thinking. So they they have 
they have that thing to blow up. They have the machine to blow up the, yeah. the bounce house. I yep. probably would bounce out of that, uh, crack my head on that. that. Big fan. Abs absolutely. Totally can see yeah. that happen. Head inside the fan, the the propellers just chopping up my dome. Uh -huh. It's a good call. Yeah. All right. Well, hey everybody, thank you, thank you so much for tuned in, being tuned in today. We'll be back tomorrow at two o'clock. Uh, thank you to everybody that helped us be out here all day in the broadcast with uh, our guy Grant Francis. Back Did in that the just studio. Fall? This thing is breaking every freaking five Jamie minutes. Breaking, that happened to me. Breaking the it's table. It's a lawsuit pending. For Andrew Marsh, for Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Salter. Everybody, be safe today. Getting home <laughs> from Ballpark Village and from Bush Stadium. We'll see you tomorrow. See you. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.